The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. (laughs) I can't tell you how much I love to hear this silly tune. It just brings a smile to my face. And I love to start the weekend that way. Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. 303 on 106.3. Let her rip Friday. Anything goes with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire. And, of course, the mechanical mangler at the controls. It's Flounder. Boys, it's Friday. Let her rip. Anything goes. (laughs) It's Friday. I'd like to be, well, we'll talk about being in love, the Golden Bachelor. That'll come up here in our topics a little bit later on today. Also, a couple of new announcements and the passing of a of a legend of a guy with a hit song who hated it. And all he really could say about it was, Saturday! <laughs> he never said that. Anyway, we got the full story of the stuff. Also, we got a lot of stuff on the Jeffrey Epstein business. And you'll hear a couple of interesting uh, sound bites and so forth. And remember the girl Amy Robach, who just got fired from ABC recently after a scandalous affair, also had the goods on the Clinton story. I mean, we'll get into all that, too. And you'll hear from, from her directly. Uh, and the latest on the, um, uh, the celebrities involved in it and Halle Berry nearly stepping in dog poop or something and uh, with her bare feet. And people are going <laughs> nuts on social media. Anyway, Pete Davis from the mountains of Macon. Uh, happy Friday, sir. What's going on up there? Um, I get some snow tonight. Really? That, I, I don't. I don't think yeah, I like that winter, idea. <laughs> yeah, winter weather advisory. Hey, it's the twelfth day of Christmas. You know, so why not? You know, I forgot to look. Is it the? Isn't the Lord's leaping, or was that tent? Uh, the Lord's leaping was either tenth or twelfth. Twelve is. Uh, well, I was going to look it up, and I forgot. In, the, uh, in fact, you know, I forgot to put my uh, horse videos on Facebook today. I, got, I was something in my head's going on here, and I, I've had a rather bizarre day. But uh, so I'll, maybe I'll do that when I get home tonight. Uh, for the record, at three oh five, Flounder, how you doing in there, sir? How's everything? Happy Friday, all is well. Any uh, big plans for the weekend? I think it might be a chilly, cold weekend. I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's going to be sunny or rain. Now, you, uh, Pete, you mentioned snow advisory. I didn't know about that. Uh, I haven't yeah, checked. Yeah, winter advisory <laughs> tonight. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Anyway, uh, plans are flounder. Anything, uh, nothing uh, too exciting. Yeah. Might go see my dad, but uh, just kind of keep it chill. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, Pete, what about you, sir? Just going to hang out, uh, make it a quarter inch. So I might just play around the snow. Yeah, okay. Are you still looking for the twelve days of Christmas? Did you ever look? I at am. It? I'm getting all kinds of like tom- well, tomorrow's the Epiphany. You got the Orthodox churches. It's really well, can't you Christmas just Google what are the twelve? What's the twelfth day of Christmas? <laughs> I, I've got my iPad. You, you think so? <laughs> oh my God! All right, three three oh six. Uh, with a European found here's the number. By the way, it's kind of we're in a goofy mood. It's Friday and it's we, everything's weird and we've had our vacation. January fifth. Well, well, it's January fifth. January fifth is the twelfth day of Christmas. Yeah, that's today. But we were saying, but, no, but no, I mean, what? That's which not what we're asking uh, of the twelve days of Christmas? My true love gave to me the twelfth day was what? Lord's a leaping. We could, we can't find it. I can't believe it. It's in the song, but where's the freaking song? Just Google the twelve days of Christmas. The true love gave to me, and then we'll go for number twelve. I think it's Lord's a leaping. 
Or late, late, it's not ladies eight, dancing. Eight Twelve drummers drumming. Drummies drum. Oh, of the little drummer boy. I should remember that way. Because one of my favorite all-time uh, Christmas songs, or a song of, of, for that matter of any kind, by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir is Little Drummer Boy. And uh, so I'll remember that now, the twelfth, the last day of Christmas, which is today, the 12th day. is. Uh, I love that song. In fact, I still have, I mentioned it before, it's kind of stupid to talk about something on video, but uh, uh, public television a couple of years ago, Christmas time, did a special with a Mormon Tabernacle Choir and about 100 children dressed in costumes from the 1830s or something, uh, like little uh, orphan's child and little with balloon skirts. I mean, it was, it was really beautiful. And it was in a huge church, might have been in their tabernacle, I don't know. Um, and the uh, choir and, and, and just a, a beautiful orchestra. I mean, and, and it, it was a very long version of the uh, Little Drummer Boy, and it built, and then they separated the sopranos from the male. Oh, it, was just, it was wonderful, and I still have it on my DVR, or what do you call it, VC something or other, uh, the uh, cable thing. And uh, every once in a while, I just listen, uh, watch it, and it's just, uh, it just does a heart good. Beautiful, beautiful sound. If, uh, now, National Public Television, it was a Mormon Tabernacle Choir uh, special of some kind from a few years ago. Anyway, all right, 308, 308. 404-741-1230. Pete's got a game for us. We have Holy Crap at Sports. We'll do some Pete's tweets. We've got Flounder's Funnies, I think, are hanging right there. Uh, who's that in the booth here? Is that our friend? Uh, uh, that is Miss Tiffany, our Hi, Miss Tiffany. Hi, sweetie. How's it going, baby? Uh, see, I can call her baby, and she just laughs, and everything's fine. So, ladies, you know, when someone calls, hey, baby, how you doing? She, right? I, I, can, I think she, there you are. How you doing, sweetie? What's going on with you? How's your little girl? You had your little girl in here a little while ago. She looks so cute. Is she still doing her gymnastics? And uh, what, what was she the latest is. thing now? She is at gymnastics today, as a matter of fact. Today, oh, there you are. Um, <laughs> and did you have a good Christmas with her or New Year time? As a, yes, for, she still it, believe in Santa? Oh, of course. Is she four? Is she four or five? She will be five next month. Wow, yeah. And so how did that go? It was it was great. Um, just, uh, it's a lot of fun seeing Christmas and New Year's through the eyes of yeah. not really a toddler anymore. Yeah. That's but, a, um, yeah, it's it's very cool yeah. to see it that well, way. Well, she's learning her awareness and everything, so it's got to be fun. And, yeah, oh, it's well, a lot of good. fun. Well, anyway, well, have a great weekend. Thank and you, And say too. hi to her friend. Thanks, sweetie. There's our friend. That's our kind of work wife, uh, Tiffany. We had, uh, she had we had, we shared an office, kind of a very tiny little office. Pete and I, and we're right next door to Miss Tiffany uh, back at the old place, 15 years ago, whatever. And uh, <laughs> and, we, and she could hear she <laughs> she knew how we were doing by because she could hear everything. She could also see. We had a we had a little window, and so I brought my binoculars. I left a pair of binoculars in her little office, and across down we were on like the fifth floor, or whatever it was, and and down below us there was a little strip mall right across the street, and it included a nail place and a suntan place and a bar so there were hot babes going in and how those three things all the time so we would just spot them with her and, and of course <laughs> miss tiffany was hearing us talk about the babes going in <laughs> shame on you boy shame on you boy <laughs> what you're saying about those young ladies anyways <laughs> so we got to know each other pretty well uh 310 310 kind of blowing the whole segment a quick couple of quick announcements uh, the longtime leader of the nra National Rifle Association, Wayne LaPierre, has quit. It'll be effective at the end of this month, but he announced it today. And, of course, in a couple of days, he goes on trial in a civil suit. That slimebag racist hater, Letitia James, in New York State. The attorney general going after him, too. LaPierre is 74 years old. He cited, uh, tendered his resignation today, cited health reasons. But, obviously, it's right before the trial. He doesn't want to be bringing that stuff into the trial, I assume. Uh, the uh, the tried to, NRA tried to make a bid for bankruptcy after this all started. She claims he's been diverting millions 
millions of dollars to pay for his trips and lavish items and stuff. And so she's suing him for violating uh, some kind of federal laws on bankruptcy, tried to fake bankruptcy or whatever. Anyway, she's obviously politically motivated, a real skank. Uh, she's been going after Trump and the Trump trial in New York to try to... She wants to find Donald Trump $370 million and ban him from working in the state of New York. And, and by the way, she's the one who, and the judge claimed that uh, Trump over-exaggerated the worth of his Mar-a-Lago when he put it on the ba- uh, his uh, properties when he when he got the bank loan, which, by the way, he paid back, and the bank was fine with it. Nobody no, nobody got hurt, well, nothing going on, but she claims that he overextended the value of that property. Well, uh, a mansion just sold in Palm Beach County <clears throat> for something like $180 million, and yet the judge ruled that Mar-a-Lago was only worth about $18 million. I mean, please. I mean, the fix is in. This is this is how far they go. Uh, and the other thing is, um, actor uh, David Soul has passed away, and he was 80 years old. Although he'd been sick for a long time, uh, he was uh, the Starsky and Hutch star. He played Hutch in the 70s series. And and by the way. I think we were talking about them the other day, but I misappropriated uh, Starsky and Hutch with Route 66. The two guys from Route 66, uh, Martin Milner and the black-haired guy, they had that little teeny Corvette, but they always seemed to have a lot of clothes and everything they ever needed. These guys, uh, Starsky and Hutch, drove an old uh, a, a red uh, a Ford uh, Torino, I think it was. Uh, anyway, David Soule was 80 years old. He passed away. He was married five times. And uh, his wife was a British lady. He was part British, a British-American type guy. And he, had, uh, she called it a valiant battle for life. I'm trying to share through things here. Uh, he was Hutch Hutchinson alongside Paul Michael Glazer. By the way, he played Detective uh, Dave Starsky. Glazer did. Glazer was a famous Hollywood producer and um, uh, a Hollywood personality and, and so forth. And also, he... Uh, is the honorary chairman of the Elizabeth Glazer Pediatric AIDS Foundation. If you don't remember, the charity is named in honor of Paul Glazer's late wife who died after getting AIDS through a blood transfusion while she was giving birth to their first daughter, Ariel. The wife died of AIDS after the little girl died at the age of seven from AIDS, from a blood transfusion. His wife and daughter both died from AIDS, and he's uh, the honorary chairman of their uh, uh, pediatric AIDS foundation. And he, a couple of years ago, in fact, they saw him wheeling uh, David Soul through the, uh, they were on a, 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 an outing someplace, and he was in a wheelchair and uh, looking pretty bad. And he passed away, David Soul passed away today at the age of 80. In fact, we'll play, he had a hit song that he hated. And we'll, we'll, uh, that'll be coming up for you a little bit later on today. All right, hold everything. 313-404-741-1230. We got a, a whole bunch of stuff on the Epstein thing, including the call for the FBI documents, which I've been screaming about for a long time. And you're going to hear the story of how the uh, the Clinton story got bypassed. Now ABC's trying to claim that, well, no, no, we're on top of the story now, boy. Yeah, quite a change in tune. All right, 314 to Kimber, Pete, and Flounder right here. Look out. <laughs> this, is, this is old Kimmer time rock and roll here. It's going back uh, a little bit. The Hollies. Hey, it's a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, 319. How you doing? Happy Friday. It was on this day in 2019. Their British bass player, the original guitar player for the Hollies, Eric Haydock, passed away at the age of 75. 
They were a big hit from the 62 to 66 or 68 or so. He was one of the he was one of the first British musicians to play a Fender bass six six string bass guitar. And in fact, there's guitar news in our history list coming up a little later on involving CBS television. Anyway, that's the Hollies there for you. Uh, let's see, 319. Quick birthday of note, Diane Keaton, 78 years old today. Michael Corleone's second wife in the Godfather movies. She also won an Oscar for starring in Woody Allen's Annie Hall. And uh, Diane Keaton, she was in a million movies, 78 years old today, Diane Keaton. And our, and by the way, we are going to be talking about the Golden Bachelor. I, I, Pete, I don't suppose you watched any of the uh, Golden Bachelor uh, live wedding last night on ABC, as no, I can't uh, imagine. <coughs> I can be marked safe from the Golden uh, Bachelor nah. for another year. Now, yeah. Flounder, I assume that there was no watching of the Golden Bachelor live wedding on uh, ABC last uh, night. No, probably not. Probably not for the uh, Flounder side. <laughs> I'd screw to both of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk about it all right. You know, it's too, you know, it's really funny. I mean, to everybody else except guys like me, you know, it was it was just it was a thing. It was entertainment. It was a funny thing. Da, 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 da. To me, it was a, it was a train wreck and a heartbreaking, horrible thing. <laughs> anyway, so uh, it depends on your point of view. But let's do a little happy marriage things here today. Well, they, uh, for them, maybe not so much uh, on this day in 2004. This was the day that Britney Spears had her three-day marriage actually annulled to her childhood friend Jason Alexander, not the one from Seinfeld. She then turned around and married K-Fed uh, a couple of months later, and they didn't have any good results with that one either. That one didn't work out. And then that was on today in 2004 it started. Then nine years ago uh, in 2015, Cameron Diaz, 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 Cameron Diaz, married Benji Madden from the band Good Charlotte, and it's their ninth wedding anniversary. So happy anniversary. And you see, uh, it uh, it can't work. There you are. Mm. Got to get the right girl. Uh, Three twenty-one. The camera, Pete and Flounder here on our Happy Friday. <laughs> I vow this weekend I'm going to clean up. So I'm going to clean something and throw something away. I swear to God, I'm going to do it. Uh, and uh, NRA uh, longtime guy Wayne Lapierre. I mentioned he just quit, and uh, again he's going on civil trial. They claim he had misused funds and so forth. All right, to the uh, 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 Jeffrey Epstein case. The FBI is now facing new demands, including those from the Kimmer, to find and release the missing pieces, hundreds of pieces of evidence raided from Jeffrey Epstein's $51 million New York townhouse. All these names are coming out now. The second release was last night. We'll talk more about that here in a minute. Missing are tapes and CDs and passports and pictures all within his property. The FBI got there and didn't have the official pass, or, uh, 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 what do you call it, the warrant they wanted. So they took pictures of all of it. They broke open his safe in uh, July 2019, saw the cache of evidence plus uh, loose diamonds and large amounts of cash. They took pictures of the stuff. They came back a few days later with the actual warrant they needed, and it was all gone. After that, some lawyer said, oh, here, yeah, I got it for you. It's, it's right. Yeah, I promise this is the same stuff. Uh, we, we didn't go through it or anything, FBI. You know, I, I promise it's, it's the same stuff you took. You know, you were going to take out of here, but, you know, we didn't touch anything. We didn't, you know, I, I promise, I swear, you know, we didn't, you know, we wouldn't have done anything like to change what was in there or anything like that, you know. <clears throat> 
Uh, and now all this is coming out because agents meticulously labeled CDs in black binders, which they said contained photographs. There's speculation that Epstein may have been running a honeypot entrapment operation, getting prominent material on blackmailing of political and business elites. Epstein was also apparently, according to former Israeli spies, have gone on the record saying he was brought into the spy game by Ghislaine Maxwell's father, Robert Maxwell, the famous publishing media guy, who was also identified as a Mossad agent. Uh, by one guy who worked for Israel's military intelligence directorate in the 70s and 80s. At the time of the raid on Epstein's home, they stated that stacks of lewd photographs of children were in the safe. The mansion had 40 rooms. It took the FBI 12 hours to go through it. And by the way, that $51 million townhouse was given to Epstein by the lingerie tycoon Leslie Wexner, who gifted it to uh, to uh, uh, Epstein for one dollar. Oh yeah, uh, Wexner was one of these several high-profile names appearing on the new associates list, <laughs> which is not too surprising there. Uh, and by the way, the it's new what Joe Rogan said, "Who gives a fifty million dollar townhouse?" Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I talk about generous. <laughs> You know, a tip is one thing, or, you know, Christmas bonus. A couple of grand at Christmas, you know, uh, help the family out. But, geez, $51 million house. Uh, some of the names mentioned in the documents, the latest one's coming out, Naomi Campbell. Uh, this girl, um, what's her name, Jeffrey, claimed that she had sexual contact with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell before going to a birthday party for Naomi Campbell. Uh, she said the sexual encounter was not at the birthday party. Now, uh, Naomi Campbell said she did not know Epstein, and she had been introduced to him through her ex-boyfriend. And then she said what he's done is, is indefensible, like sicking me to my stomach. And so she's uh, she's responding to photos of her standing with him. She says, by the way, it's incredible that of the hundreds of thousands of people I've stood next to to take a picture at a public event, they come out with this one with the Jeffrey Epstein. Well, that's the price you pay. Were you trying to click me in there, Flounder? Yeah, it looks like Biden is commenting now on the January 6th remark. Oh, all right, let's try to take this. Is this in Gettysburg or right near Getty? Yeah, let's take this live, and I guarantee I'm not going to like it, neither are you. He's just standing in front of a great big American flag. America made a vow, never again would we bow down to a king. Months ahead would be incredibly difficult. But General Washington knew something in his bones, something about the spirit of the troops he was leading, yeah. something, something about the soul of the nation he was struggling to be born. In his general order, he predicted, and I quote, yeah. with one heart and one mind, with fortitude and with patience, <sighs> they would overcome every difficulty. What a freaking phony. You know, and thank God he doesn't have the United States Marines in their dress blues, you know, and, and full color guard and everything standing on either side of him like he's some kind of freaking king or prince that he's been talking about. And, and by the way, his latest commercial is an absolute disgrace. All you MAGA people are a danger to American democracy. All right, let's take a little more. Sorry, Flan, I had to jump in there for that. Cleared was nothing less than a sacred cause. That was the phrase he used, a sacred cause. Freedom, liberty, democracy. Like keeping your American opponent from democracy. being coded, yeah, you know. I just visited Stopping the grounds your of Valley Forge. I've been there Censorship. a number of times from the time I was a Boy Scout years ago. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you know, it's the very site that I think every American should visit because it tells a story 
of the pain and the suffering and the true patriotism it took to make America. Today, we gather in a new year, some uh, 246 years later. I'm getting tired. Just one- yeah, let's get out of here. If you can, we'll, we'll kind of monitor for you. But again, uh, the, the uh, pre-speech they talked about, he's all just blasting Trump as a danger to America. You can't, uh, don't vote for him. Vote against Trump. That's, that's exactly what it amounts to. Uh, 327. Ah, here we go. A couple more names on the list of the A-list celebrities. Jeffrey Epstein, Leonardo DiCaprio. Kate Blanchett, Bruce Willis, Cameron Diaz. Nobody there is accused of any wrongdoing. uh, Let's see. The girl said, when I spoke about these people, it was when I was massaging Jeffrey Epstein, and he would get off. He'd be on the phone a lot of that time. At one time, he said, oh, that was Leonardo, or that was Kate Blanchett, or Bruce Willis. Uh, Epstein was name-dropping a lot. George Lucas uh, was mentioned in these documents. Uh, No suggestion of wrongdoing. Michael Jackson This girl testified that she confirmed she met the late pop star at his Palm Beach home, but she did not massage him. And Kevin Spacey's mentioning these things, too, but we don't know if anything's uh, untoward about him. Now, this is kind of bizarre. Today, I was, and again, just maybe once a day, I'll go to this ex-business Twitter. Uh, just see what's going on. Rob Reiner is trying to make uh, make hay on this now. He's 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 he's, he's here. Here we go again with this screaming socialist. He's uh, now seen on Twitter on X in his own uh, selfie with a huge sign that says, "I hate Trump because he shut down my favorite vacation island." Ho ho ho! And now, so the, here's some of the reaction. Rob Reiner announces he's on the Epstein client list and Epstein flight logs. What a fool! When a lawyer tells me to shut the blank up, I shut the blank up. And then the, here's a Reiner comment. It says Trump thinks he won because his name isn't on the list. He, by the way, Trump's name is not on the list to go into the island. He, he's, he's no proof that he was there. Uh, Trump thinks this is Rob Reiner speaking. Trump thinks he won because his name isn't on the list. He will lose. I tell you, he will lose. If my name is on the list, it's a different Rob Reiner. We must stop Trump. Damn you, Trump. So what? Your name isn't on the list. So what? So what? We must stop Trump. Uh, a reaction. Obsessing for a reason? Golly, the fact that Trump may expose their corruption? De Niro and Rob Reiner are two of the most obsessed. De Niro, who was arrested by French vice squad in Paris yesterday and held for questioning in connection with an international prostitution ring. I hadn't heard about that. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh! Hey. <laughs> uh, let's see another. My prediction. Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, Ann Coulter, Rob Reiner, Rosie O'Donnell will move into the same house in Canada after Trump wins the election in November so they can cry about it in 2028. Uh, <laughs> Adam Schiff visited Epstein Island over 70 times. Should he be expelled from Congress and prosecuted? Adam Schiff for brains. I said Schiff for brains. The uh, piece of blank was actually on uh, 70 times the poor children needs to rot in hell. Uh, he went 70 times. The most shocking thing about this grotesque subject. I'm surprised it wasn't 100%. And Bill Gates, the same guy frequenting Epstein's pedophile island, helps develop and promote vaccines that kill millions. Uh, He claims he couldn't remember why he spent 28 trips to the Epstein island collecting blackmail on powerful individuals. To what extent did Bill Gates participate in human trafficking? And then last one. The only leader you can trust, the only leader who keeps his words. The only leader who has not been on Epstein island. The leader who saved the children in human trafficking. Donald Trump. 3.30, 3.30, Kim Pete and Flounder. More coming up. Look out. Uh, 
<laughs> if, <laughs> would they have heard this earlier? Or was yes. that? They, <laughs> well, about before we went on, was it? Uh, so what? Ha- what, ha- what? What? What happened was is every day we have what's called fill material that we put into the system that fills some of the spots. Right. And there's also a music folder that I put our music in every day. Right. And I accidentally got. I put this song into the fill folder, but then I took it out, and it somehow still played. So, about half an hour ago, our audience probably heard this entire song it's during just commercial going for like break. Eight minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a five-minute song. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is Steely Dan, and it was because on this day, again, Flounder's our musical director. On this day, 2016, Donald Fagan, the lead singer and founder of Steely Dan, was arrested in New York by police and charged with assaulting his wife at their home. Fagan was accused of pushing Libby into a marble window frame, knocking her to the ground at their apartment in Manhattan. I don't know whatever became of it. I didn't look it up because that's the first I've heard of it. Uh, Our birthday list includes Robert Duvall, 93. Here are just some of his movies. The Godfather, Apocalypse Now, MASH, The Untouchables, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Natural, Colors, Days of Thunder, Newsies, Falling Down, A Family Thing, Sling Blade, The Man Who Captured Eichmann, The Apostle, Gingerbread Man, Deep Impact, Gone in 60 Seconds, A Civil Action, The Sixth Day, John Q, Assassination Tango. Did you ever see Assassination Tango? Boy, that was a weird movie. Uh, I I, I, I didn't really like it, but I couldn't stop watching it was really weird, very, very strange. He goes over, well, anyway, he's an assassin, and he goes to uh, take tango lessons. It's the damnedest thing you ever saw. Um, uh, Gods and Generals, Open Range, Lucky You, uh, Thank You for Smoking, We Own the Night, The Road, Get Low, Crazy Heart, Jane Mansfield's Car, Jack Reacher, The Judge. Uh, That's Robert Duvall, 93 years old today. What a career. Wow. And uh, let's see, on this day in history, I mentioned earlier, I mentioned the uh, guitar guy. Here it is right here. Uh, Eric Haydock, who died at the age of 75 on this day four years ago, a member of the Hollies. He was the first British musician to play a Fender bass six, six six-string guitar. And it was on this day in history, uh, on this day in 1965, CBS acquired Fender guitars for $13 million. That was in 65. In 1985, Fender employees bought the company from CBS. They didn't say how much they paid. Every year, Fender sells about $700 million worth of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, and accessories. $700 million a year. Fender stuff. Wow. Good for you. Uh, 3.38. Oh, we got more news on the stuff. And you're going to hear some comments on the stuff and the thing we got for the stuff. But first, it's phone call time. 404-741-1230. Kim Repeat and Flounder. How's it going? 3.38. It's Glenn's on the radio. Glenn, how's it going, man? Happy Friday. What's up? Hello, Kim. How you doing, brother? Uh, we're doing great, man. What you got for us? What's happening? <laughs> I'm just dumb. You just said call, so I figured I'd call. <laughs> well, what's on your mind? What do you think about politics? Are you a, are you a Trump fan or a Trump hater, or what do you think is going to happen? Anything on your mind today? What do you think about Jeffrey Epstein? Oh well, I can. My opinion of Trump, I think he did an excellent job of running the country. But what scares me about Trump is I'm so afraid if he gets reelected, he'll get in office, and it's just going to be four more years years of living hell, impeachments, and things like that. Yeah, you could be um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think but, it's. Uh, I think it'd be I worth it. Honestly. Have a reason for, I actually did have a reason for calling in. You were talking about the twelve days of Christmas. Yeah. And uh, I myself am celebrating the twelve days of Christmas. 
Um, on Christmas Eve, my wife and I went to Lowe's uh, hardware store, uh-huh. and my gift to her was I wanted to redo the bathroom, paint, paint some shelves, and put in a new sink. Well, today is day 12, so I'm not finished yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your Christmas may last a long while there, my friend. <laughs> and by the way, I assume she i assume she was happy that for Christmas you bought her a, a bathroom, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was on her wish list to get it redone, and I procrastinated. And so I did not think this was going to take as long as it's taken. But anyway, well, here good I for am you. with a phone in one hand and a roller brush in the other. Oh, so my goodness. How long y'all been married? How long you been married, Glenn? Valentine's Day will be number twenty-five. Oh, good for you! I'm happy for you. That is that. Yeah. I think that's a silver anniversary, isn't it? Isn't that silver anniversary? I think. Good for you, uh, my friend, yes. and many more. Right. Uh, 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 I did. If Pete's listening, I yeah, wanted yeah. to tell him that I. Oh, wait, oh, this is Glenn. Wait a minute. I just. I, this yeah. is Glenn from the auto parts. Yeah, uh, from is it yeah, what, what's it? Auto parts, Glenn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up in uh, up in the <laughs> mountains up there. Yeah, Pete Davis's buddy yeah. saw you at time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, He's yeah, listening. That, He's right that here. Hurt you right up. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to get a message to Pete. I ate so much food during Thanksgiving and Christmas. I am officially now done with his book. You know, I only read it when I'm in the restroom. So there you go. <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> In fact, I gotta get up now. What? What? Are you the? What's the name of your of your store, auto shop store? It's O'Reilly's. The O'Reilly's. Yeah, because I got I got to get up yeah. there because I need uh, I I need to get an air pump for my tire pump that I, that broke and I haven't replaced it yet like yeah. an idiot. And so. and I mean we are literally one mile up the street from your, the dealership where you have your car service at. So if you're ever up, there, up in Jasper, I'll be damned. Well, there's an idea. <laughs> hey, listen, thanks, Glenn, yeah. and uh, happy New Year to you. I appreciate you calling it. Have a great day. Uh, uh, sorry, I hung up on him before. No, sorry about that, Glenn. No, no, Glenn's good. He's, he's fine. He understands. He's good. He's good. Anyway, uh, let's see. At uh, 341. Then Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. On uh, the 12th day of putting the bathroom in. <laughs> uh, well, are you a handy? Was your old man a handyman, Pete? Well, he was an engineer, but as my mom used to say, he couldn't put in a light bulb. <laughs> oh, boy. Flounder, how about you? Did you grow up as, as a handyman in the house? Uh, no. Boy, my dad could. Uh, my I mean, he he. Could, I I wasn't a handyman, but my dad could fix things. But he wasn't yeah. like a Mister Gadget or anything. Well, like that. of course, in my, in my generation, my father was the World War II generation. You know, he was born in 1919 or something. So when, as kids, uh, he basically half built our first house. As a family, he put in the electrical system. I think he dug the septic tank hole and put the septic tank in. I mean, it's like, he could do anything. I've never, I, he could, you know, tune a car. I mean, I, honestly, I've never, it's a damn, and of course, that's how they grew up. They fixed their own stuff. They, you know, they didn't wait for someone to do it. They did it. So, what, what are you laughing at? Well, the, the problem was my, my my mom my mom would be standing there micromanaging the situation whatever was going on so my dad would just get frustrated and finally say oh you do it yeah that's <laughs> anyway three forty two with a kipper feed and flounder uh we're talking about the Jeffrey Epstein business and the uh, A list celebrities or some of them are getting a little freaked out uh this if you if you know the show Always Sunny in Philadelphia in fact I I remember the first season it was on I watched it and I enjoyed it it was a it was they had a blonde chick was a comedian girl who was 
was kind of sexy and funny at the same time. Uh, and Danny DeVito was in it, and they had a couple of those comedian guys who have been in some other things, too. And it was, uh, is it on A&E? It's, it's not on mainstream television. I can't remember what it's on. And I guess it's still on. But anyway, uh, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, one of their examples was uh, Danny DeVito giving an example as they're questioning him about being on the, uh, on the Epstein Airline, uh, Lolita Airline uh, business, and how they're trying to save face about it. What? Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, yeah, but before you judge me, know this. Yes, I was on the sex island, uh -huh. but only for the snorkeling. I didn't know anything about the kid stuff. Oh. Oh. Look, 95% of what went on down there was not pedophilia. Oh, yeah? No, the other 5%, that sullied the whole operation. <laughs> yeah, he's not there for the snorkeling. Because <laughs> you know, in fact, here are some of the more, some of the more names, uh, more famous names that are popping up here. Uh, but first, we will. If you if you don't remember this, uh, I think it was 2019, and the reporter named Amy Robach was caught on a. She was an ABC News anchor. Amy Robach shocked the media industry where there was some leaked footage of her talking off camera. She didn't know her mic was hot saying that the Disney-owned network ABC spiked her Jeffrey Epstein reporting about the Clinton years and his uh, 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 link to Jeffrey Epstein, and she describes what uh, that she was ready to go with it, and they wouldn't let her. Uh, Flounder, if you would, sir. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. We were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I tried for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up, Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago saying there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. So do I think he was killed? A hundred percent. Yes, I do. Amy Robach from ABC. Well, more she's about the, that. She's the chick that's been in. It, I'm gonna. We're gonna come back with the rest. The fair. Yeah, with the rest of the story and also how ABC is trying to make up for <laughs> what they did to her back then. That's next with the kid Pete and Flounder. Pete's got a game for us coming up and Flounder's funnies and tweets and we got it all. Let it rip Friday, uh, 106.3. Look out! Here we go. The radio legends are right here on Extra 106.3. And here's what you missed from Neil Bortz. Defund the police movement the left loves so much. And this whole let the people decide nonsense, you've seen the t-shirts. That's why the people elect city councils. That's why the people vote for their political leaders. Trust me, you do not want a government where the people make all of the decisions all of the time. Catch Neil's commentary every day on Extra 106.3 or listen anytime on the Extra 106.3 app. 
Blue Collar business owners, listen up. It's time to revolutionize your hiring process with the Blue Collar Recruiter. Finding the right talent for your blue collar needs just got easier. We specialize in connecting you with skilled and dedicated workers so you can focus on growing your business. So say goodbye to recruitment headaches. Let the Blue Collar Recruiter save you time, effort, and deliver top-notch talent directly to your doorstep. Invest in your team's success with the Blue Collar Recruiter. Visit thebluecollarrecruiter.com or call 678-916-6145. What's your retirement plan? Master Plan Retirement Consultants specialize in constructing plans designed to meet the challenges you could face over the course of a retirement. As holistic retirement planners, we cover tax, income, social security, legacy, health care, and long-term care planning. Our strategies are designed to maximize your retirement savings and income while minimizing taxes and protecting your assets from forces that could disrupt your retirement, providing peace of mind. A fiduciary advisory firm, Master Plan Retirement works with you to create the potential for a sustainable retirement and a legacy to be remembered. Join us on our weekly radio show, Retirement Roadmap, every Saturday at 12 p.m. on Extra 106.3 as we discuss retirement topics for today's financial environment. Episodes can also be found on YouTube and on your podcast platform. Find us at masterplanretire.com to schedule your complimentary consultation. Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Plan well and prosper. Advisory services offered through Master Plan Retirement Consultants, Inc., a registered investment advisory in the state of Georgia. Insurance, tax, and commodity services offered through Frickson Associates, Inc., DBA Master Plan Retirement Consultants. The aforementioned are affiliated companies. The 15th annual Polar Plunge is coming, and we need your help. Right now, you can help raise money for Special Olympics Georgia athletes to provide year-round sports training and athletic competitions in a variety of different sports. All participants will collect pledges from friends and family in exchange for the opportunity to jump into the icy waters of Ackworth Beach in the middle of winter. All proceeds will benefit the 17,731 athletes of Special Olympics Georgia. To sign up and learn more, visit Special Olympics ga.org convenience is defined as the state of being able to proceed with something with little effort or difficulty well at rbm of atlanta we embody this philosophy meet our mercedes-benz pickup and delivery service it gives you back time and money does your mercedes-benz need service if so we'll pick up your vehicle that's requiring service from your home or office and bring it back to our dealership for the required service with over 100 appointments available every weekday over 50 appointments on saturdays and more than 200 200 courtesy vehicles in our fleet we're here to serve we'll work around your schedule we're here to save you time energy and money rbm of atlanta is a jd power 2022 diamond dealer of excellence for customer sales experience and atlanta's only eight time mercedes-benz best of the best winner we're proud to be atlanta's mercedes-benz connection since 1964 pickup and delivery service restrictions do apply ask your service coordinator or service advisor for details For the latest coverage of Israel at War, keep it right here on Extra 106.3 for Fox News updates at the top of every hour. And the conservative voices you trust bringing you the latest. We'll give them up. You stop the bombing. No, no. We're going to continue the bombing until you give them up. To negotiate in any shape, form, or fashion would show vulnerability. They're negotiating from fear. And stream our coverage anytime on the Extra 106.3 app. Don't know what I'm doing, all right. 350, how's it going? Timber, Pete, and Flounder. And the Kinks was on this day in 2004. Ray Davies of the Kinks was shot in the leg while he was on vacation in New Orleans. 
The 59-year-old singer-songwriter shot running after two men who stole his girlfriend's purse at gunpoint. You ran after him. Davies went to the medical center of Louisiana. His injuries were not considered serious. New Orleans police said one person had been arrested, and they were looking for the second guy, but he would chase the guy who stole his girlfriend's purse. If you go to New Orleans, better have a gun. One of the most dangerous places. First time I went to New Orleans, <laughs> when I was getting, I was here working in Atlanta here in the early 70s, came here in 1972, and uh, I was I, I was flown down to New Orleans for a job interview uh, to be their new guy at their radio station down there, and they said, well, we got some discussion to do here, so just kind of take a walk along New Orleans and the French Quarter, see how you kind of like the town and stuff like that. So I took a walk through New Orleans while they were kind of talking about me behind my back, and I turned a corner, and there's two cops beating the crap out of a homeless guy because he gave him a bunch of lip or something. They were roughing him up pretty good. Uh, hello, officers. And I just kept on moseying. That's a that's a freaking tough town, boy. You don't want to be part of that town. Uh, quick birthday list. Clancy Brown. You may not know the name. He's 65. He's one of the, the guys you love to hate. He was the brutal prison guard, Captain Hadley, in Shawshank Redemption. He was also the bad guy Christopher Lambert has to take down in the in the Highlander movie. Uh, he's the voice of Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob SquarePants, but he's also the guy played the uh, uh, the killer or the girl killer on the latest Dexter series. Clancy, uh, Clancy Brown, 65. In case that makes any difference to you. And uh, one quick historical note. Yeah, I don't know if I could only find it. Oh, here we go. Uh, 1950. Gene Autry's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. On this date, hits number one on the Billboard charts after Christmas. Uh, it sold 8 million copies. It's in the Grammy Hall of Fame. And I shall now tell you the Kimmer explanation of exactly the original story of the uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, Gene Autry originally sang the song this way. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very briny nose. And his wife said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do a little, put a little zip-a-zoop top tune to it, you know, a little zippity-bippity or something there. Go up and down, up and down. He says, okay, how about this? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that's it. And his wife told him that's how he should do the song. And by golly, that's the way he did it. And that's why it's a big hit. So there you are. Yada-da. Uh, the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. How's it going? What's the matter? What are we doing? All right, we got Martin on the line, and he wants to chime in on the Jeffrey Epstein list. Excellent. Uh, Martin, you're on the radio, man. Happy Friday. What do you think? Uh, happy Friday, Tim. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I, I tried to Google it, and for some reason it's difficult to find. But if I recall, there's something about uh, a uh, office aid, cigars, blue dress. <laughs> what in the world would make you think Bill Clinton would do anything nefarious? I mean, just because he's on that. Well, I, what the heck? <laughs> well, in fact, the Babylon Bee has their uh, list of uh, the most shocking revelations from the Epstein documents. Number one is the most shocking thing is that Bill Clinton was only mentioned 50 times. Everybody figured that would be way higher than 50 times. <laughs> so Adam Schiff for Brains was more... Yeah, more, Adam Schiff for Brains was on 70 times 70 in times these documents. Oh <laughs> yeah, what a bunch well, of... Right. And you know, hey, thanks, hey. man. I appreciate you calling. And you know, the evidence is out there. In fact, we talked, the FBI's been demanding the FBI can fork it over. Somebody's got it. Somebody's got this stuff. If it all has, if they haven't erased it again, the fix was in. The FBI should have stopped this from the very beginning. They could have had all this stuff locked up. And again, the guy in charge of that was uh, the uh, disgrace of Atlanta, Christopher the Cossack Ray, the suspected Russian double agent. Anyway, a quick update on the Amy Robach thing, which you played a minute ago, which we played for you a minute ago. ABC News, by the way, was, they're the ones who covered it up. When she had the story, they wouldn't let her play it. 
Uh, now, ABC News, ironically, or maybe not ironically, the- <laughs> theoretically and officially, was the first news outlet to report over the weekend that Bill Clinton's name was going to be on the list. So ABC was saying, we were first. We have, we, we mentioned Bill Clinton's name first. And so that kind of makes up for it. Uh, downplaying the significance originally when she had the story, Amy Robach. And now, as Pete mentioned, Amy Robach was the girl who was uh, having, an, uh, she was uh, co-hosting with a black guy. And she's a hot blonde. And she co-hosts as a black guy. Uh, they knew each other a long time. Their families were friends. And then it turned out that Amy and the black guy were having an affair. And it got to be public and social media and got to be nasty and boopity, so they fired them both. And I think they're both doing something differently now back in media somewhere else. But the last I heard was that now their two spouses have gotten together. And I don't know whether it was just a... <laughs> honest to God, you know, because they were all friends. They, hang, they hang, went to you know, vacations well, together. They were all friends. And so the spouses, I, I thought, I'll bet you, I'll bet you the guy... I, I, I would have done this. I swear to God, if that had been my wife and some of the, that guy's husband, that girl's husband, I swear to God, I, we, we've been commiserating over a drink or something. I said, uh, you want to make out? <laughs> just, and see what happens. She started laughing and say, yeah, boom. And I think I think they're together. They're a couple now. The exes are a couple. It's Bob and, Bob Bob and, and Carol and Ted, Ted and Alice. Ted and Alice, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and good for them, frankly. You know, I hope they're, uh, if they're smiling and laughing and don't want to kill somebody, then they're a lot better shape than I am after watching that stupid Golden Bachelor Live wedding last night. What a, oh, God, we'll get to it. <laughs> 356. And a little more on this business with the Epstein stuff. I, I, I don't want to do the whole day on this thing. But there's a, some just shocking stuff. Bill Clinton, uh, mentioned by the accuser Virginia Jeffrey in an email, uh, she said uh, she was going to do some talking with the researchers at Vanity Fair magazine, and she said, I was doing research. It's concerning me that uh, they could want to write about me considering the Bill Clinton walked into Vanity Fair and threatened them not to write any sex trafficking stories about his good friend, Jeffrey Epstein. And Clinton's name dropped to someone who traveled with Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell uh, may have information about Ghislaine's and Jeffrey's sexual trafficking conduct. And so this has not been the record since uh, 2011. Uh, the president, of course, his spokesman says, oh, he didn't know. He, he never did anything. No, we didn't know about these terrible crimes. Uh, no, he took a trip on his airplane uh, to Europe. Uh, part of the, it was part of the, yeah, it was part of the Clinton Crime Foundation. That's what it was. Yeah. He wasn't doing anything with the young girls. He was, uh, it was part of the Clinton Crime Foundation to get all that foreign billions of dollars that made him rich beyond <laughs> dreams. What a what a bunch of white trash scoundrels! I mean, really, just just filthy, greedy, despicable scum. And the sad thing is, these are the most powerful men in the world. They could have any woman they want because women just throw themselves at men in power. Look at Henry Kissinger, and they're going after fourteen-year-olds. Yeah. Well, in fact, I I, I, wanted, I read a, a part of one of the depositions, and I just took a picture of a couple of the comments of it. One of the dep- uh, depositions released last night talked about how the girls were convinced to go to Jeffrey's Epstein's home and were asked to bring friends to make more money. Again, one of the tricks was that they were basically hired to give massages. 
Well, it turned out one of the women, uh, one of the girls that was 16 at the time, she said she didn't have any massage experience and no assumption or expectation that the visit to learn how to give massages at Jeffrey Epstein's place would have anything to do with sex. That he would lure them. The Jeslaine uh, Maxwell would meet these girls at high schools and places and lure and saying, hey, you want a part-time job, make a lot of money. All you have to do is give some massages to our friends at Jeffrey's. But, you know, that's how they kind of lured them into it. And the girls are saying, geez, you make, I can make a couple hundred dollars in an afternoon. Wow, that's a lot of records I can buy. You know what I mean? They're 15, 16 years old. Uh, the 16-year-old girl says, Jeffrey took my clothes off without my consent the first time I met him. Her name has been redacted. Uh, former Pal- uh, Palm Beach police cop uh, says that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, now serving 20 years, was involved in seeking the girls to give massages and work at Epstein's home, and there were dozens of them. And they were told that if they brought friends, they'd get more money. And that's kind of how they they got sucked into it. Uh, 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 Prince Andrew, also one of the ones, he was participating in an underage orgy. One woman said she was forced to have sexual relations with the prince when she was a minor, including at Ghislaine Maxwell's London apartment in New York and on Epstein's private uh, uh, Herpes Island in the Virgin Islands and an orgy with a number of other of underaged girls. And President Bill Clinton likes them young. Four o'clock with a Kimmer Pete and Flounder. 106.3, happy Friday. What's up? The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com save. That's worthybonds.com save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Well, <laughs> uh, my iPad just... Oh, there it is. No, maybe... I'll come in there and show you. Uh, it's not, I, I, I scrolled the wrong way or something. It doesn't matter. I got it. It's on 403. <laughs> With a giver, feed, and flounder. How's it going? Uh, here's the number. 404-741-1230. All right, getting back in action here. This is uh, Iron Maiden, I'm guessing, right? This kind of sounds like Iron Maiden. Oh, my God. I love the title of this song. 
bring your daughter to the slaughter? Is that the... <laughs> uh, this day in 1991, Iron Maiden went to number one in Britain with bring your daughter to the slaughter. <laughs> hey, look at that. You, you understood it. <laughs> I did. Incredible. <laughs> the second single from their album, No Prayer for the Dying, was their lowest selling number one since 1960. 42,000 copies sold. The song originally recorded by Bruce Dickinson for the Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Anyway, this Iron Maiden from 91 when they topped the charts would bring your daughter to the slaughter. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, be bread and slaughtered. slaughtered. And that's still just one of the, you know, I, I have that, that like 20-minute segment of when Dr. Strangelove shows up in the war room um, that I've saved forever. <laughs> it's just every once in a while. And you know what else I had the other day I played this? I can't believe it. If you ever have the, uh, oh, God, I can't remember which one it was. My Little Chickadee with the W.C. Fields. Uh, the begin like the, the bank first dick. yeah the bank dick the bank dick that's where he's upstairs smoking and his wife and daughter are down there and then he, th he throws a bowl of porridge over the kid's head and he's he wants to throw a, a statue through the front window with his wife I mean, it's just hysterical <laughs> the bank dick just you can't get better than W C Fields anyway uh, our birthday list includes um, a Marilyn Manson his fifty that's a guy right uh, Marilyn Manson's fifty five yeah. wasn't he involved with like beating his wife or something or she used to beat him or I don't know is he like like a devil singer uh, guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's into that more dark kind of really heavy yeah. metal music, but there's been a couple females that have accused him of... Oh, oh, oh that, that... Oh, no, was he the one... Uh, who's that little blonde uh, girl, actress girl? Yeah. Uh, who Rose, turned out well, to be he dated, a Rose, he dated Rose McGowan for a minute. Yeah, but there was it wasn't the she little, was the one that has gone against Harvey Weinstein yeah. and that right. whole. She started kind of started the, the Me, Me Too, Too thing. movement. Yes. Yeah. But uh, who is that little blonde girl who was in the movie Pete, where they had ro you could go to play with robots on in uh, the Texas? It was like the Yul Brenner Update movie where you go play with robots and have gunfights if you want or get robbed and stuff. Westward. Westward. And who was that little blonde girl? Was one of the stars of it. We like. And it turned out to be a lesbian. Uh, Evan Rachel. Evan Wood. Rachel, Evan Wood. Rachel Wood. And I wasn't. It wasn't she the one yes. saying that Marilyn Manson was raping her and and abusing her and tying her up and beating her and all. Uh, I mean, just doing horrible things to her. Wasn't that the one? I think that was the one. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Four oh six. And um, uh, did I do a birthday? I don't. Did I, I think I might have done a birthday. I don't even remember. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Marilyn Manson. I was just talking about him, and then I said, "Did I do a birthday?" Oh my God, <laughs> that was like nine seconds. I forgot who I was. <laughs> nine seconds, ladies this and gentlemen. Is the end. <laughs> the but at least end, I know friend. it. I think. That, I think the key is if you don't know you're losing your mind, then you're losing your mind. But if you know it, then you still got a little something left. I mean, I'm, I'm not. Well, I think that's how it works. What did we talk about the other day? The worst thing would be going in and out, knowing you're yeah, going in and out. Yeah, and knowing out. you're, oh, here we go. Oh, I'll be back. <laughs> now I shouldn't joke. That's horrible. I, I'm, I don't mean to be joking. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I don't mean that in any way because I think I'm due. Uh, this was the day in 1943. Elizabeth Taylor takes her first acting role in the MGM movie Lassie Come Home. That was her first acting role, Elizabeth Taylor. Her first appearance in a movie with no lines was in a movie in 1942 when Elizabeth Taylor was 10. And again, if you've ever seen her in National Velvet, if you're a horse person, and again, I know, and again, if I, I, I ran out of time. I kind of got uh, hornswoggled by I didn't feed any of my horse videos on Facebook this morning. I, I do them from the past weekend. I do one every day. I try. Anyway, uh, so I'll try maybe get home. But if you've ever seen the movie National Velvet, 
When she's on that black, beautiful black uh, horse jumping, it's a completely different style of equestrian jumping then as it is now. I mean, you'd break your neck doing it the way she did. I mean, it would, it would drive you. Anybody who knows anything about jumping horses, uh, professional show jumping and stuff, would go nuts looking at Elizabeth Taylor uh, throwing back backwards on jumping over that yeah. horse. I have a question. Yeah. Do they make the horses stand still when you jump over them, or is it the horse uh, moving? Or, no, no, or? see, the jumping, it's like, you know, could I, could I leap uh, higher than the Empire State Building? Absolutely. The Empire State Building can't leap at all. So I, that's true. Thank you. Uh, 408. By the way, well, I'm not going to talk about Jeffrey Epstein for a while here. We, I mean, we're talking about them. Oh, well, let's do this. Uh, Flounder just uh, uh, found, and I've got, no. Oh, oh, again, now, now, here's the thing. Oops, here, I can take, my, I can take the wheel. Uh, well, well, now, here's the thing. Uh, we, we had it on the story of uh, Joe Rogan's uh, podcast. So Joe Rogan, uh, I guess it was a week or so ago, had Taylor Sheridan on, and he was on that show, Sons of Anarchy. Right. And he talks to Joe Rogan about if he had ever listened or heard of Paul Harvey's If I Were the Devil. Which we mentioned the other day about the way to destroy society. And we were talking about how culture has changed in America and really in just the last few decades. Things that are, we would never even have thought about talking about or being part of our society today. And Joe Rogan, this was, he had the uh, a guy mentioning that. Yeah, article. so they ended up, so on the podcast, their producer put it on and Joe Rogan listened to it and... We can listen to it right here and then get Joe Rogan's reaction. Here's what Joe said. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, V. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling 
as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. <laughs> Good day. Wow. <laughs> then, you know, they say the devil's greatest trick is convincing people he's not real. Now, here is, this was again played for Joe Rogan on his podcast. Check out Joe. Joe Rogan had never heard this. Of course, you know, who, you know people of that age, what is he, 40? He's 40. He had heard of Paul Harvey. But yeah, he but he had never so. heard this. Yeah. You know, guys my age have heard it. Pete's heard it because we played it on the radio before. I've heard it because I've worked with you I've guys. with radio. But if you hadn't, you probably would never, and this is what, 1952 maybe or something. And when you listen to that, I mean, he's. So ahead Remarkable. of his time, yeah. yeah. And, and here's how Joe Rogan reacted on, on that part. What year was that? Holy <laughs> 1965. That's amazing. 65. Wow. <laughs> Mind blown. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, 413. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, uh, we, we, yeah, got we got two... You want, want to take him or at least yeah. start? Let's yeah, do that. We have a phone call, 404-741-1230. Uh, first up is Rocco. Rocco, you're on the radio, man. How's it going? What's up? All right, Cameron. Hey, listen, I, I just uh, endured that uh, senile, old, decrepit, dementia patient ranting and raving. Oh, you the speech? a lie. <laughs> yes, and convincing people of stuff that wasn't true. Kimber, he got on there again and said that nine police officers were killed on January 6th. This is a man, Kimber, who was not in the continental United States on 9-11. But yet on January 6th, he's going to make two speeches. That's how you know all most of what you saw on January 6th was staged. Yeah. Yeah. It was set up to prevent... Donald Trump from getting in office again, and he said it over and over and over today. We, um, we're going to can't let him in again. Yeah. So what does yeah. that mean? Yeah. What I does know. that mean, Kimmer? If uh, they're going to, if they can't let him in, do whatever you got to do to prevent him. I know it. We got. That's we can't give up doing. the. I'm telling you, you are Rocco. You are so right. We cannot give up the fight. And again, we'll come right back and hold us at 4:14. This is the same guy. Uh, who, uh, I, I mean, six cops. Now, what do you say? Nine cops dead. <laughs> Here we go again. Uh, coming back with that. And Victor, stay your calls next, too, with the Kimber Pete and Flounder 414. That's the old Kimmer Beatles. Hope you need my love, babe. Just like I need you. The original Happy Fun Beatles. Well, they got that whole freaky uh, uh, acid uh, trips with the sitar business with George Harrison going on there. The theme calling. Eight days a week. Oh, mercy. How many times have you tried to get a girl to like you by saying, I'm with you eight days a week, baby? Anyway, the old days. 1978 on this day. Uh, thank you. Uh, 1976. i got to read my thing here. 1976, the former Beatles roadie Mal Evans was shot dead by police at his L.A. apartment. 
Now, Mel's girlfriend called the cops when she found him upset with a rifle in his hand. He pointed the gun at the cops who opened fire. Friends later said Evans was depressed about his separation from his wife, who had asked for a divorce right before Christmas. <laughs> Chicks, man. Oh, aren't they just so funny and gay? <laughs> what are you just... going for Christmas, Oh, honey? they trick you. <laughs> Guess what? Freedom! Ho, hey, all righty, ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honey, I won the. What, what would you gone. do? If, what would you do if I won the lottery? I'd leave you. Oh, really? Well, I won seven dollars on the lottery. Here's your four. I'm li- I'm out or something. I don't know. Four nineteen. Anyway, uh, a quick birthday note here. Um, oh, that naughty little January Jones. I had the hots for her, man, from uh, Betty Draper on Mad Men. January Jones is forty six. Melissa on Last Man on Earth. And Emma Frost in X-Men First Class, but she was also in that movie. She played a hit woman killer uh, companion on the movie with Liam Neeson, who lost his conscious, uh, lost his memory when he got in a cab wreck, in, uh, and then they were going to kill a prince, and they planted a bomb, and he couldn't figure out who he was, and it was very complicated, but it was really a good movie. And it was with that British, uh, the uh, German chick you liked. It sounds like every other Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> I know done. they all involve guns and killing, and you know. But this was one with, with that a German yeah. chick. He he, he uh, befriended that German yeah. chick, Diane Kruger. Diane Kruger, and I can't remember the name of the movie. It was like mm-hmm. a, a memory loss movie, and then he was a hit man and didn't know it until he tried to figure it out. Anyway, and uh, January Jones is forty six. Was that me banging? Uh, oh, I got it. Yes, uh, I you're, wonder. You're binking. All right. Well, I don't know who that is. Oh. Uh, Oh, my God. There's somebody from Florida's Harley-Davidson shop where I used to, when I was retired, I had some repair work done. And from 2005, they just texted me to see how my chopper's doing. My chopper's been dead for many years. <laughs> if I ever hit the lottery, I'm going to pay. It'll cost me, it'll co- probably cost me $12,000 to get it ready to go back on the road again because the engine died. It's a big, big uh, Jim's uh, 120 monster screaming eagle motor and it's dead, so I, mean, I, I don't have that. I don't have any money. But if I ever hit the lottery, I'm going to get some money to put that chopper back together and get a new motor on it and take it for one more spin and then give it to the Marine Corps or something. I've had Marine Corps emblem on it. It's kind of a Marine Corps chopper. Anyway, uh, 421. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Do I have a birthday here? I, oh, I, I thought I did one. And I can maybe. Oh, I did. I, what's your name? Uh, uh, on this day in uh, 1940, the Federal Communications Commission gets an earful. The commissioners hear a demonstration of FM radio. 1940 actually started broadcasting it the next year. But it wasn't even in cars until like the mid-70s, if I remember correctly. Anyway, how you doing? Kimber, Pete, and Flounder, 422. Uh, there's, oh, I just, uh, hold on. I think I got an update. Real on quick, my... we got Victor on the line. He wanted to talk to you about uh, Trump. Excellent. Victor, you're on the radio, man. Thanks for holding. I really appreciate your patience. Yes, sir. Hey, Kimber, it's my pleasure. First of all, Paul Harvey was a genius. Uh, I I have a podcast, and he was one of the biggest inspirations for me doing it because I grew up with my parents listening to him in the morning. So he's great. Whoever, whichever one of you guys put on Iron Maiden, uh, you guys rock. That's one of the greatest (laughs) bands ever. That's Flounder. Uh, That's Mr. Flounder, our our, our musical director. uh, Yeah. (laughs) uh, Flounder has great taste. Yes, he does. We would get along great. (laughs) <laughs> uh, listen, I wanted to tell you, and I wanted your listeners to know, I'm of Mexican descent. I grew up watching my father, who came here, couldn't speak a word of English, worked as a janitor, cleaning hospital beds, and a waiter and busboy. I watched him live the American dream. And when people ask me if I can support Trump, you bet your 
I can't say on air, I support Trump. I would crawl through glass to vote for this guy. When you compare what the Democrats are, look, I grew up all my life being told I had to be a Democrat. You, you're a brown yeah. guy. You've got to be a Democrat. Right, right. Well, let me tell you, I, I, I mean, Trump is the guy that's going to give us more freedom. It ain't going to be the dementia patient. So, and, and, and Kimmer, I have one question. Uh, favor, favor, please. Yes. Can one of you guys ask your program director to check his email? I've got an email. He's going to want to see it. <laughs> I would appreciate it. Uh, well, well, we'll put you on hold, and uh, Flounder will get I'll, your address I'll, I'll, or whatever. Take we'll take definitely look, yep. take care of that. How about that? <laughs> Uh, I appreciate it. All right, Victor. Hey, and by the way, by the way, Victor, there's a story breaking in the news today about how uh, Matt Getz. In fact, I got it here somewhere, and I can't put my finger on it. But somewhere in here, I have a story about Matt Getz, the congressman from Florida, who is extremely upset with people like Delta Airlines, who are giving free first-class airline trips to all these kinds of cities for illegal sneak-ins who are being flown all over the place, including secret flights by the administration to get rid of the Democrat cities, and and that that that's got to be so offensive not only to to uh, immigrants who you know signed the book and did the right thing and worked their butts off to get to be part of this country and also the people who can't afford their own health care california is now giving all the illegal immigrants free health care it is a slap in the face of people like my father who came here the right way. He came here legally, and he had to re-up his visa every few years. He did what he had to do, and he did it the right way. It's a slap in the face yeah. what the Democrats are allowing it illegals is. to do. It is. And, and I tell you, Timur, I've told somebody today what I should do is move to Mexico, relinquish my United States uh, passport, come back, sneak across, and then everything will be given to me. <laughs> what a horrible thought. I know you'd never do it, but what a horrible thought. I mean, really. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do it. I love my country yeah, too much, but, I, but I, I tell you, it's... It, it, that's the retirement plan today. Yeah. Go to Mexico, uh, yeah. become a citizen, yeah. sneak over here. Yeah, I, I love it. Hey, listen, thank you, Victor. Uh, Semper Fi, my friend, and God bless America. I really appreciate your chatting with us today. You have a great weekend. You bet. You're welcome, Thanks. Kimmer. I love the show. Thanks so much. 425 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Flounder's funny's coming up here, too. <laughs> huh. uh, what's the matter? I hope Victor doesn't have incriminating photos of one of us he's going to share with the program director. Well, again, he said they'd enjoy it, but he, he didn't say that we'd enjoy it. Again, he said our boss would enjoy it. So I'm not sure what that means. Uh, it could be a, an issue. <laughs> it could definitely be an issue. Um, anyway, oh, by the way, more breaking news. There's another batch of documents just got released. Hold on. I've got it here on my new iPad. Third batch includes allegations that sex trafficker trolled nightclubs for underage girls. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, disgraced financier, deposition of a driver for Epstein and uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, former boyfriend of, of Epstein accuser Virginia Jeffrey, claimed that he was asked uh, tasked with driving girls to the mansion, looked like they were about 16, and every time he dropped them off, Epstein would pay him $200 a piece. He alleged Epstein, Jeffrey, and Ghislaine Maxwell would go all to a, uh, to would all go out to clubs to pick up girls and try to find them to bring back for Jeffrey. A deposition of his accomplished another um, image of Epstein's phone records messages. Quote: uh, She's wondering if at two thirty is okay because she needs to stay in. Oh my God! It's a message from a high school girl. Uh, who left a message about when to show up at his mansion. She says yeah, she's wondering if 2.30 is okay because she needs to stay in school. The trafficker required so many massages from so many different girls because he needed to have three orgasms a day. It was biological like eating. 
the documents include the names of Jess Staley, a former J.P. Morgan Chase banker who resigned over his ties to Epstein, and former Secretary of State Hillary Rodham P. Stinky Fart Cabbage, who was mentioned as part of a request to uh, gain information about people in his orbit. In other words, she was looking for blackmail information from Jeffrey Epstein. Hillary Rodham P. Stinky Fart Cabbage. Uh, let's see. The Previously, they were redacted. Uh, Jeffrey tried to depose the president as part of the lawsuit. A judge denied her request. Jeffrey, uh, Glenn Durbin, uh, du, I'm sorry, Glenn Dubin, has uh, been on many of these unsealed documents. He's a co-founder of Highbridge Capital Management, involved with philanthropic endeavors, given uh, federal candidates hundreds of thousands of dollars. He and his wife are friends with the Maxwells and saying, we didn't do anything wrong. Well, there are some girls who are saying, the hell you didn't. You sure did. Uh, they once visited her, his house with a disoriented 15-year-old Swedish girl, didn't know where she was, and they had asked her for sex, and they took her passport away. Yeah, that's your guy, Durbin. Uh, anyway, this goes on and on and on. There's, uh, there's so much more trolling clubs paying 200 bucks a piece to bring a girl to his mansion to learn how to give massages to his guests. Holy smokes. I mean, this is... This is really, really filthy. Um, uh, oh, the, all right. Uh, well, uh, well, we'll talk after we're going to do a four thirty break here in a couple of minutes. We got a flounders funny coming up too, and we'll talk about the uh, Golden Bachelor. <sighs> yeah, keep looking. Maybe you'll find her. I never did. <laughs> uh, four twenty-eight. But first of all, if you haven't seen this video, tell I could be. I, I don't get this at all. I think they're trying to make up something on social media about the creature at the Miami Mall. Have you heard about this? Bayside Marketplace, downtown Miami, the other night, shut down. A group of teenagers was throwing fireworks at each other in the open-air shopping mall. And some people thought it was gunfire, so they called 911. And if you haven't seen the video, in fact, Flounder and I were both looking at this earlier, I can't believe it. There must have been a 100 police cars. They were backed up so far, the police car at the back of the line trying to get to this mall would have been in another county. And apparently the airport was shut down for a short period of time. 61,000 yeah. homes were without power. One to two witnesses claimed zero ground footage. So it's kind of just not a lot makes sense it's here. It's just unbelievable. But you, you can see the string of police. I mean, they're literally, there might have been a hundred of them responding to the, some teenagers throwing fireworks at the mall. They arrested four kids. It was like 9 o'clock at night or something. That's the amount of police cars if there was an assassination attempt yeah. on a political figure or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or 9-11. Not, not, not teens <laughs> fighting at the mall. Yeah, a, 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 an 80-story building fell over. You get, you know, get a lot of reasons. This is unbelievable. And by the way, those who are analyzing footage of the scene have developed a theory that it was an alien creature causing the problem. They claim the footage showed uh, 10-foot creatures yep. on camera. Uh, fired at inside and outside Miami Mall. Authorities are telling, uh, we're not telling people the truth about why Miami had the biggest police response ever seen in America. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're more coming up. 4.30. And, uh, and Halle Berry and her little bear, well, her big bear feet right near the dog poop. And people are saying, what in the hell are you doing, girl? 4.30, Carapete and Flounder right here. <laughs> yeah, take the lead out of here. Look out, here we go.
Communication breakdown, is that what that's You know, it's not exactly dancing music. I don't know. I, <clears throat> 1969. What are you talking about? It's rock and roll. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, honestly, I, I could no longer imagine me standing at a concert or sitting at a concert and enjoying the shrieking of this, this particular t- t- uh, tone. I mean, I'm sorry. I just, I can't. There's no enjoyment in there. What was the last concert you went to? Uh, the last concert Perry I Como. went to, no, was with you and Wayne No Offense at the Rolling Stones. In Atlanta, that was God. What, nineteen ninety-eight, well, maybe, or two thousand one, well, or you, two? You, or? S- you, you say you were with me, but you guys were up in the nosebleed, and I was in the sixth row. Well, that's, that's true. Okay. Yeah, we weren't really we're together. In the same no, building. In the same building. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it wasn't exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> we parked next to each other. You, you didn't get to go to, backstage I, with me and no, meet, uh, meet no, one of the stones. The girls and, yeah. and the uh, groupies who were saying, "Well, I can do you, and then she can do you later." <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Four thirty-six uh, here with the current Pete and hey, Led Zeppelin on this day, nineteen sixty-nine, during their first North American tour. Played the last of four nights on this day at Whiskey A Go-Go in Los Angeles. Alice Cooper was the opening act. Led Zeppelin was billed as Led Zeppelin featuring Jimmy Page, formerly of the Yardbirds. That's how they billed him, that whole title. Uh, Let's see, birthday list. Bradley Cooper, the actor 49, A Star is Born, American Sniper, Phil in the uh, Hangover movies, Rocket Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, wasn't he in uh, one of those dancing movies that, with, that gr- with that girl who was so uh, popular? Uh, was in the, uh, uh, the shoot your girl with an arrow, the girls who shoot uh, kids with arrows? What was her You're thinking about that one with De Niro where they were crazy people in Philadelphia. No, 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 no. The, uh, the, girl, the girl who shot children with an arrow and won the, uh, the, 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 the yeah. uh, Mardine, Barvinus, whatever her freaking name was, with a story with a little. They have a, a, a challenge every year, and the kids have to go kill each other and see Jennifer who wins. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. Well, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence played a ballet girl, and her dancing partner, I think, was Bradley Cooper, but I could be wrong. It was, it was a famous actor, and I can't remember which one it was. But it might have been Bradley Cooper. The Bradley Cooper, Cooper movie, I... I know with her is the one in Philadelphia with De Niro, where they're, they're people with mental issues or something. Oh, I don't know about that one. Anyway, Bradley Cooper's 49. I, I got distracted. I'm sorry. I was trying to give more information than I was frequently uh, <laughs> possessing at the time. <laughs> I figure if I keep talking, it might pop out. I mean, <laughs> uh, by the way, this was a horrible day in 1945 on this day. I just saw this on part of a History Channel remembrance of World War II. 45, this day, Japan was losing the war, and most of their top pilots had already been killed. So they decided to go out with a bang. On this day, 1945, the kamikaze pilot was born. Really no training. They just had to learn enough to take off and how to aim it. They were gung-ho enough to be deliberately aiming the aircraft loaded with explosives into ships. At Okinawa, the kamikazes sank 30 ships and killed 5,000 Americans. Mm-hmm. And you've seen video of them. You, they were coming right at the butt. That's what they did. Yeah. Uh, they, they, had a design, they had a design for a jet where they would actually seal the kamikaze pilot in the plane so he couldn't get out, so yeah. he had to die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in case they change your mind at the last minute or something, I'm assuming. Uh, by the way, uh, a, a quick update on a Trump challenge on the ballot coming up in a second. In fact, hell, let's do it right now. I just uh, pulled it up on my iPad. I'm using my iPad at work now. Uh, i got to bring it a little closer. Here we go. A Wyoming judge has dismissed a lawsuit to block Donald Trump 
and the Republican congressional girl from election ballots. Sparking a celebration from the Wyoming Secretary of State, who is a Republican, Chuck Gray. I'm extremely pleased with the judge's decision to dismiss the uh, outrageously wrong and repugnant lawsuit to remove Donald Trump and Cynthia Loomis from the ballot in Wyoming. I've been working hard to make sure Donald Trump will be able to be on the ballot. I'm happy our motion to dismiss was granted. Uh, let's see. They're going, they're going after him in every, every freaking state. The Supreme Court's got to do something about this. Come on, you're killing me. I mean, this is, that's why we're supposed to have a Supreme... I guess they have to be officially asked or deposed or something. But anyway, all right, 430, uh, 4.40 here with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. And the uh, the Golden Bachelor show is on. A, oh, I hold everything. But first of all, I for, must have forgotten something. Flounder, what's already got in here for us? Flounder's funny right here. Flounder's funny. Here we go. Using a public bathroom and being comfortable is not a real experience anyone has. There's no reason to take that fight to the Supreme Court. Like, the justices are in their 80s. They have enough of their own bathroom issues to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what we're fighting about. Like, transgender women don't want to use the men's room, and then a lot of other women don't want those transgender people in their bathroom because they're biologically men. So what it all comes down to is no one wants to use the bathroom with men. <laughs> like, as divisive as the issue is, we all agree that men and their bodies are disgusting. <laughs> And it's true, men's bodies are way more disgusting than women's bodies. Just look at the sexy outfits people wear. Sexiest thing a woman can wear is lingerie, which is basically nothing at all. Sexiest thing a man can wear is a three-piece suit. <laughs> Just layers and layers of material covering every inch of his horrible body. <laughs> Then just to be safe, it's tied around his neck to make sure it doesn't fall. <laughs> is that that guy Nickerson? No, this is a gentleman by the name of Adam Yenzer. Uh, he sounds like the guy you did the other night. They all kind of had like the, yeah, kind of a little more high-pitched yeah, voice. and it's almost kind of a gay uh, twang to it. It's kind of like, a, not not effeminate necessarily, but, you know, it's kind of got a style to it. It was kind of like artistic. kind of. Yeah, it was kind of artistic or, you know, theatrical and so forth. I didn't really mean to say light gay. Light and the loafers. Light and the loafers. Well, technically gay means sissified. happy. Gay means happy and light and carefully. Uh, and, and who's the guy? This guy Nickerson. By the way, I think he's when you said he had a whole bunch of him. As far Dustin, as I'm concerned. His name is Dustin Nickerson. Dustin Nickerson. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, we could play him once an hour. Hour until we run out of them. I mean, you know, any a funny stuff is funny stuff. So don't feel, ever don't ever feel bad about it. Oh, well, we played him last week. I don't care if he's funny and people are laughing. I want to play him again. <laughs> so going into the new year, the whole the new fix the Kimmer show, uh, uh, change the Kimmer meeting coming up here next week. <laughs> That'll be one thing. <laughs> play our favorite comedians every freaking hour. <laughs> just uh, just because that's the way real it's quick. Go. We got Sam on the line. He wants to. He listened to Biden's speech and he wants oh, to. Uh, again, I saw I saw him on TV, but we were in breaks and stuff, and it looked like he started his screaming campaign where he's yelling about how MAGA Republicans are a danger to America or something. Let's find out. And this, uh, did you say this was Danny? Sam. Sam. Sam, I'm sorry. Sam, you're on the radio. Thank you for calling. What's up, sir? Hi, Kimmer. Hey, Pete. Uh, yes, sir. Hey, Kimmer. Hey, Kimmer, that speech, I tell you what, uh, MAGA don't like what America is today. They don't like multicultural. They don't like where our freedom of expression is, is taking us. And that's why MAGA's attacked the police and they attacked America three years ago. They want Donald. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Are you saying MAGA attacked the police three years ago? When did MAGA attack the police three years ago? January 6th. They didn't January attack the 6th. police. The only cop who died on January 6th uh, didn't die on January 6th. He died of natural causes several days later. 
a thousand videos of MAGAs attacking police and putting oh down my down God. That's why they want Donald to be dictator, so he can force everybody to be MAGA. Why did you lie, why did you lie to a, me to come yeah, on this you know, I, I, Hold on. Let me ask you a question, whatever your name is, because I assume you lied about your name, too. You're welcome to call the radio station, but from now on, if you call, don't lie to Flounder. When you called you Flounder, you wanted to uh, talk about something totally different than oh, you wanted to complain about Joe Biden's speech. Yeah, you told so me that you so wanted you're to... a slimy little lion pus face there, Sam, or whatever I'll your name is. Lie. You lie. You told I'll a lie, lie. just I'll like your typical Democrat, just like your Democrat. You told a lie to try to get on the radio to try to embarrass uh, the uh, Trump supporters instead of acting like a man, instead of a, of a, of a, a dickless wonder, a freaking slimy little Democrat <laughs> like all you guys who are willing to do anything like your typical Nazi to prevent the other side from being part of the election. How could you possibly uh, live with yourself when you do stuff like that? No, I don't want to talk to you. You can uh, give me Kimmer all you want. The next time you call in, tell the truth, and we'll let you on the radio. But uh, you're banned for now because you're a dirty, stinking, pus-filled liar. I hate liars. You know, you're a little punky, punky little punk. Jesus, I mean, honestly, if you're gonna, why, why, why would you do that? You know, you try, you want to get on the radio. I guess you're so afraid that if you say you hate Donald Trump, that we wouldn't let you on. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you hate Donald Trump, we'll let you on. And after we get tired of you with your typical spiel about the insurrection and all the cops dying, you know, and again, apparently, a president in white trash actually once again said like nine police officers died on the so-called insurrection day, the mostly peaceful actually Babbitt day. What what a crock! What, what that man is a scumbag. I, I mean, he's a danger to America. Screaming and yelling about MAGA Republicans being the most dangerous thing facing our country today. Give me a break. You had me. You had me a dickless wonder. <laughs> it's true. The man has no. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you punk. You lousy lying little punk. You little sissy little pansy punk. And by the way, if you want to face off with me anytime, I'd love to do it. I mean, I mean, you know, you challenge. I mean, when you're challenging us, that's what you're doing. Well, come on down, baby, and bring your friends. This is crap. I'm sick of these people. You can all go to hell in a burning bucket of crap. <laughs> Seriously. Once again, uh. you'll be leaving the building by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Quarter of six with a kimmer feet and flounder. Oh, uh, look out. Here we go. Screaming. Is that our guy back? Excellent. Hold on, Rick, be with you. I got a phone call here you want to hear. There must be some kind of way out of here. Oh boy. There's too much confusion. <laughs> See, it's really funny. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, a huge talent, a- enormous crowd love for the guy. And I, uh, but I can no law, I can no more see me uh, holding onto my girlfriend, swaying with the music or something, enjoying. You know what I mean? It's just. It's just <laughs> this is probably maybe one of the only songs that the cover might be better than the original. <laughs> really. 
1968 on this day, Jimi Hendrix got thrown in jail for the day in Stockholm, Sweden. Apparently, he got drunk and then went berserk in uh, his hotel room at the Goldberg Hotel and destroyed everything. By the way, when I was in uh, in Colorado visiting my kids and the grandkids, one of the things Sarah organized for us, I mentioned we did the family feud skill thing where you try to guess things about family feud uh, contest where with you actual stuff. Anyway, but the other what, the other thing she was going to have us do was either hatchet throwing or I'm sorry, axe throwing, or or yeah, yeah. And she said, and she and I, and I've I've never have you ever done axe throwing. Pete, have you ever done axe well, throwing? No. Uh, Flounder, I, have you I'd ever, love to. Have you ever done? Now that, it's a it's a new thing. You can go. I've to never done to, it, but it looks fun. Well, Sarah said uh, she said she was thinking about doing that. Of course, we had a, the young kids with us, so it's kind of a little hard with, with little kids. Uh, but she said the problem you may not realize it's hard. And, and it's, I mean, it takes effort. I mean, it really is a thing. <laughs> but it, might, it looks fun as hell to see if you can figure I, out how to I do wa- it. I, I want to know, when you went before the state board of uh, whatever you get to get a license, <laughs> yeah. and you said, yeah, we want some, some game where yeah. we, you know, throw axes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll yeah. let yeah. you do that. Yeah. How many oh, couples? We also want to serve alcohol. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to go drinking. <laughs> I mean, imagine. I mean, it must have gone nuts. The insurance premiums must be outrageous. You must have to sign nine pages of documents. I mean, well, you, you could drop well, you it on your the- foot and cut your foot off. You see the videos all the time. Go on YouTube and look it up of these women that are drunk, and they put it behind them, and it flies behind them yeah. into the crowd. Yeah, that's that's yeah. <laughs> and the other thing she thought about doing was either that or the family feud or the uh, or the axe th- axe throwing or the smash house, where you go and you put your cover yourself with a helmet and goggles and then break everything in the house. You go, you, you, bring, you know, take a hatchet and a hammer and you destroy everything that, you know, uh, lamps and objects and furniture and glassware and whatever's wow. in the room. And you it's, should it, have done that. Yeah. And it's just, you smash the, whatever's in there, you smash it to smithereens like I did when we tore down my house in Brookhaven. And I let all our neighbors come in with, I gave them all crowbars and hammers and stuff. I said, go you know, smash everything toilets, windows, sinks. <laughs> anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, now, we still have our friend. Do we have uh, Rich back? Is Rich with us? Rich, you're on the radio. Thanks for calling. Happy Friday, sir. What's going on? Not much. I appreciate you coming back on the radio. Thank you. I've been listening to you since I've been about 10 years old. Oh, wow. Love you ever since. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm definitely, we're all flattered. We're all flattered. But uh, we got to correct that libtard Democrat because they don't understand that <laughs> Nancy Pelosi and her loons wanted to cover up what they really brought down there to the to the Capitol. And a lot of people don't know this, but they brought buses in of Antifa and Black Lives Matter uh, wearing mega shit to basically go up there and basically put all this show on. Yeah. And then blame it on the mega people. Yeah. But even though they were there, but they don't want to give us, they don't want to tell the facts. But if you look on the on the cameras up there, you can see these people coming from probably about two or three football fields away, coming to the Capitol to be with the mega people to uh, calls more stir yeah. right there in front. And it was also Nancy Pelosi, Rich, as you, I'm sure you know, was the one who decided not to have a police presence and not to block them and not to have uh, 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 from the uh, National Guard or anybody else. They deliberately wanted something bad to happen and they got there. Uh, of course, it did. It was nowhere near what you would think people think about the January 6th insurrection, uh, so-called insurrection. If there had been an insurrection, there had been bodies everywhere. It was no insurrection. The only person who got killed was an innocent woman who got shot in the neck by a rogue cop. 
Uh, yeah, she was from Kennesaw. Yeah. Oh, she was from Kennesaw? Uh, exactly. She was from Kennesaw. She went up there just to have a peaceful protest, and that, that shit happened. Uh, well, but, okay. uh, we got to watch you. Got careful on some of your strikes in your hands. Sorry. I mean, I, I dumped them, but. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we got, we got, we, there's a couple of words we well, really aren't allowed to say uh, on the radio, so. On his point, in wokeness says they want you to believe that the most armed demographic in the U.S. tried to overthrow the government without any guns. Yeah, nobody took a weapon. <laughs> Whoops. I mean, it's, it's just—I mean, it's, un, it's outrageous. And, and and of course, the anniversary is tomorrow. And so, President White Trash did his speech today, and I didn't hear it. I, I saw him. It looked like he was ready to screaming at the crowd when he goes off and on his tangents about the MAGA Republicans. And I don't—I haven't heard any sound bites from it yet, but I guarantee that's what it was. And I—I mean, I'm glad he didn't see because it, it would have just made me angry. We just would just here we go again. These dirty, stinking liars. All right, enough of that for a second. Four fifty-five. Kimmer Pete. Oh, and by the, oh, yeah. oh wait, 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 one more thing. Yeah. Joe Biden said Jill and I attended the funerals of police officers who died as a result of January 6th. Uh, gee, sir, there was no police officer who died as a result of January 6th. And we just talked about this yesterday and the day before. The federal judge has thrown out the civil suit charges against Donald Trump for causing the death of that police officer because the judge said in court, and so did the coroner, the cop died of natural causes. He had a bunch of strokes, had nothing to do with the January 6th business, and he was not killed with a fire extinguisher. Nobody died except an innocent woman protester. And again, if that had been a Democrat who was supporting a Democrat issue and it had been a Republican rogue cop who killed her, it would have been another George Floyd. We'd still be having protests about it. But nobody gives a damn about it. Have you heard any Democrat, have you heard the president say no protest, a protester should be shot in the neck uh, for, uh, for peacefully protesting ab- ab- about their country? Has anyone, any Democrat ever said that? Because they don't believe it. There's only Democrats ought to be allowed to protest for their country or against their country. Oh, my God. I, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just outra- totally freaking outrageous. And they, can't, they aren't stopping. And here we go again. And I'll tell you what, I'm not, I'm, if, if he shows up on the news tonight when I'm home doing stuff, I'm not going to watch it. It'll just make me angry. Why would I do that to myself? I was angry enough watching the live wedding last night of the golden stinking bachelor. <clears throat> Sorry. I will, not, I will not do any yelling. Again, everybody will look like they were having a good time. I have some problems with it. I don't think weddings should be like that. I guess the second one around, you can do whatever you want. Uh, but frankly, uh, and again, I'm totally biased. Because after I'd been, you know, my favorite ex-wife and I, and I, I love her still, and she's my best. I'll do anything for her and her husband. Uh, we're great friends. I see him all the time, and we take vacations together. Uh, but after about, you know, 15 or 20 years after I'd been divorced, I was hoping to find, you know, a woman to spend the rest of my life with. And as it turns out, I never found her. So that's my bias is that I'm in a position where I was, you know, this is kind of like rubbing it in for me, basically, especially after what happened last year was a bad year for the Kimmer. Well, the Golden Bachelor alum, Susan Knowles, was the officiant for the, she married, the performed the marriage ceremony uh, for the couple. And she did a lot of laughing and goofing around. And I, I was kind of, uh, I didn't like it. I, did, I, don't, I thought it was wrong with Gary and Teresa getting married. They wrote their own vows. Uh, some of my notes were... Um, 
the show, it was too gushy, and there was swarming of the families and the happiness and the crowd and the people, and it was just, uh, I'm so jaded. Uh, I, I, I literally I had to keep turning away. It took me a long time to watch too, it. Too many happy, signing happy too many, people. Too many happy you, couples huh? finding their true love. <laughs> but, uh, but again, you know what was killing me? All the other girls who were in the, who were contestants, he did not pick. Uh, most of them showed up, and almost all of them were wearing black. They were all wearing black <laughs> cocktail dresses and black gowns. Uh, and then they, they, oh, they showed the girls getting a sexy photo session, all the uh, former contestants along with Teresa. <laughs> and they showed them, you know, in negligees doing their sex. And I went, oh, God, come on, lady. You got a little extra cottage cheese going there for you. I don't know if I want to be bragging about that or not. Uh, it just it made me cringe. Uh, and it, they were laughing and joking around. And I don't know. I just, to me, it just, I, I guess they had to because it was a live TV show and everybody was there, all the families and all the technicians, I mean, you know, their invited guests and so forth, so I guess they had to be all goofing around. Uh, I don't know. I, it, was just, it was just, I did, I, you know, I just, I was, uh, I'm jaded. I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's too bad. I'll get over it. Everything's fine. You know, I, I'll, I got my life going on. Uh, if I were still married, I wouldn't be doing, I'm going to be doing about two hours from now. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> so if I was still married, I wouldn't be doing what I'll be doing when I get home. What are you going to be doing? I can't remember now. offhand. By the way, I think the, the, one of the uh, bad parts of the ceremony last night live on TV for me was at the vows when, um, when they were exchanging vows, and Gary, I think he gave away something. When Gary, he looked her in the eye, he took her both hands in his, and he said, you had me when you pulled out that vibrating duck on our one-night stand. Yes, I think that was that sort of revealed a couple of somethings about Gary and Teresa, the wrong one. He picked the wrong girl. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, 5 o'clock, Holy Crap of Sports is coming up. And uh, actual stuff, Halle Berry almost in dog poop with bare feet. My goodness. And uh, we got it all. Stand by with a kiver feet and flounder right here. Like that. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Hey, 
Let's get it together, ladies. Left shoulder, right a bike. Ready on your dog, target. Hair, out, hair, out, her little tail. Road guards out. <laughs> Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Also going 503 with Pete Davis and Flounder. And it's Letter Rip Friday. Anything goes just like every stinking day. Because what the heck? We're in charge and we're taking over till 6. Uh, our phone number, 404 741-1230. We'll update you on the latest of the news and stuff. Uh, Wayne LaPierre just quit from the NRA because he's being sued and goes to court in a couple of days uh, from the Letitia James thing in New York. David Soul passed away at the age of 80. We're going to play one of his hit songs, which he hated. He didn't want him to play it. I think he tried to stop him from playing it on the radio, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we got a couple of uh, personal things like that. And the latest on the FBI's collusion to try to help uh, anybody but a Republican. Uh, they got caught again with evidence and so forth. And there's another release of documents. And uh, President Showers with daughter, uh, the uh, crime family director, has just given another nasty, rotten speech. Thank God he didn't have the United States Marines in dress blues behind him with a fires from hell red background like he did before. My God. Uh, honestly, they're just asking for trouble. Um, anyway, uh, Pete Davis, Holy Crap of Sports is coming up. Uh, we also have uh, Flounders Funnies. we got a whole bunch of things here and uh, some Tweeteroonies and things like that. But first, the reaction, and I'm not going to play any sound bites from the, you heard the sound bite from President Showers with Daughter a second ago from the Fox people. I'm not playing any of it. But Donald Trump listened to it and is firing back. And I've got, I'm, I'm looking at my iPad. This is so exciting. I'm actually dragging my social media skills into the actual radio program. Uh, Donald Trump said, whoops, oh crap, what happened? Oh, no, what happened? I don't know what happened. I hit it. Oh, here, I got it back. <laughs> Gee, I, I, I started spinning around and went black and then a circle spinning and I, I had an action and came back to the ah. thing. So, whew, I don't know what I did. Back. Anyway, let me try this again. <laughs> I like my new uh, laptop. It's, I, it's really, I just, okay. Uh, President Trump says former President Scuzzbag is a true threat to democracy while reacting to Biden's campaign speech, marking three years since the Capitol riot, it says here. Biden delivered a campaign speech in uh, Pennsylvania, not far from Getty, uh, from, uh, from uh, the Valley Forge, apparently. Uh, spent most of it attacking Donald Trump. Uh, Biden said Trump is, uh, is trying to steal history the same way he tried to steal the election while saying the results prove that he was a loser. Uh, Donald Trump has fired back. The Democrats rigged the last election. They're trying to do it again. It won't work because they've shown how bad and incompetent they are. Joe Biden's the worst president in the history of the United States. He's incompetent. He's crooked. And in many respects, he's a Benedict Arnold. He's destroying our country like no one else has done before. Look at the crisis in the southern border. The United States' invasion of millions of people from prisons, mental institutions, terrorists pouring into our country from God knows where. And he's responsible, said Donald Trump. We're a failing nation, a nation in decline. It's all because he's the worst president in the history of our country. Because of his gross incompetence, Joe Biden's a true threat to democracy. This is not a time for us to have a mentally challenged president. And it goes on and on and on, but I mean... Uh, <laughs> oh, we got uh, breaking news here. All right, sir. The Supreme Court will take up the case of President Trump being removed from the ballot in Colorado and Maine. Oral arguments February 8th. Outstanding, sir. Oral arguments February 8th. Boy, would you like to be in that courtroom? 
Oh, man. Now, in fact, I'm trying to remember, don't they go live audio recording or, or, or either go live or you can stream it live or you can get it recorded later? I think they have audio recordings of the Supreme Court here. Possibly, but I don't think that branch would be live. What do you? I can't imagine, but I think they... I mean, obviously, you have to have recordings, so you have, I mean, documentation yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah. I don't know if it would be live. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, hold on. Oh, now, why is it my... Okay, I'm trying to scroll to get the story. Don't allow. I don't want Fox News to use my TV provider. Oh, my God. It went back to the thing. All right. Now, I'm trying to find the... Oh, crap. I'm trying to find the story of the Wisconsin judge. <laughs> But it won't scroll. There we go. Okay, there's that. But now somewhere near should be the Wisconsin judge story because it's brand new. Flounder's helping me out. Uh, now what happened there? The right I did finger. That, so I'm, gonna, oh, okay. I'm just going to take you. All right, that's Fox News. Yeah. Just takes the right finger. No, well, finger but see, it's, it's not doing. it's not doing what it should do. We have, we have to like sign out and go back again. <laughs> I don't know that's what that what means. Anyway, uh, the Wisconsin judge in Wisconsin has ruled that they do not have the right to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. It should be right there. Uh, it's got to be uh, quickly up I here wish people it's a brand new story. This. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll find it. Anyway, I, I'll just, I, I can tell you from looking at the last time, a Wisconsin judge says you do not have the right to keep, here, here we go, I got it right here. Wisconsin, Wyoming, I said Wisconsin, I'm sorry, an idiot. Wyoming. <laughs> Give me a break. Wyoming judge dismisses effort to bar Trump from ballot. And so they're very pleased with it. So they tried to keep him off the ballot in Wyoming, of all places. And, of course, there's a Republican secretary of state or whatever, and he says, thank goodness. But, again, they tried to block him from the ballot in Wyoming. And the judge said, no, no, no. And now, uh, they fe- would you say February what, Pete? Do you still have the story there? Eighth. February 8th. Oral February 8th. arguments on whether or not the United States, independent states, have the right to block a presidential candidate based on how they define the word insurrection, I guess. That's what it's going to come down to, whether a person who has been unofficially linked and never charged with insurrection could be banned because of leading an insurrection. This, I mean, it's got to be nine to nothing. Up. It's got to be nine to nothing. How could, how could anybody not to realize that you, you can't do that? This isn't America. Oh, honestly, that... Uh, well, well, Obama changed it. It went from rule of law to rule of man. Yeah. And now we got people on the Supreme Court that they're there because of Obama. Yeah. So what do you think they're going to vote? That's right. Well, you know that, that the, the black chick who was put on only because she's black and female, she's not going to go along with this unless she's got balls that I don't see. And the dumb one, uh, the Kagan, or what, what, which, what, one of them is the dumb one chick. Sotomayor. Uh, Sotomayor, yeah. And then, I mean, uh, I, I, I'll bet it's 7 to 2. I'll, I'll bet it's 7 to 2. Yeah. And it ought to be nine to nothing. So clearly, ought to be nine to nothing. You can't. You can't pull this stuff. You can't do it. Anyway, FBI is uh, getting demands now to release the hundreds of missing Ep- uh, Epstein documents, including tapes and CDs and passports and pictures, from his fifty-one million dollar townhouse in New York. They were discovered in several rooms, uh, but the FBI took uh, didn't capture the stuff and take it with them. They instead took pictures of it, then came back a few days later to pick it up, and it was gone. And then uh, suddenly later on, the, there are lawyers, uh, a lawyer for the uh, Epstein people said, oh, yeah, uh, we, oh, I've got this. Here, here it is. This, I promise uh, this is the exact same stuff you looked at before. It, you know, I, I, we did not change the content. We didn't leave anything out. I promise you we would never have done that about Mr. Epstein or anything of evidence. Okay, where is it? As we speak right now this minute, where is it? 
And why isn't it available? Why hasn't it been used in court to charge people with having uh, sex with underage girls or being part of an, of, a, of an international trafficking ring? I mean, I assume that if, if there's video of Bill Clinton having sex with a 14-year-old girl from Jamaica who was flown in to be his sex partner, my God! We, we, hear, we hear patriarchy thrown about like prepositions, yet when you have something here that literally looks like the patriarchy protecting <laughs> men, not a peep out of the women's group. Uh, yeah, duh. <laughs> it's, it's freaking unbelievable. Uh, and, and the Jeffrey Epstein thing. And again, now the latest on that is, I, can't, I don't know if I can get back to the top story in time. Maybe I can. Hold on. Yes, I can. I got the t- uh, top story that just broke in. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, the third batch of documents has just come out this afternoon, and they're showing that uh, a driver for Epstein and Maxwell and the former boyfriend of Epstein's accuser, Virginia Joffrey, said that he was often tasked with driving girls to the mansion who looked about 15 or 16. And every time he dropped them off, he was Epstein would pay him $200 a piece. They would go around to clubs trying to find young girls and convince them to go back to the mansion to learn how to be uh, giving massages, which meant having sex, basically. Uh, so, uh, you know, anyway, that, that's the latest on the third batch was uh, released just a moment ago. Also, the Babylon Bee has a couple more of the shocking uh, revelations. Uh, apparently, all the billionaires kept accidentally grabbing Bill Gates's boobs. Gates rumored to be cooking up a new virus to get revenge on him, though. You'll be happy to feel. Apparently, Chris Christie was banned from the island after the buffet incident. Rumor has it that Christie was made it possible the island was never able to fully restock the kitchen. So, <laughs> and by the way, Stephen Hawking claimed to believe he was visiting Einstein Island. That's what Professor Hawking claimed to have only received a line attire rotation while he was there. It had nothing to do with you know any of the good parts. And by the by the way, Babylon being too quick headlines which you might find amusing Hillary Clinton seen at Bass Pro Shops buying a new sniper rifle (laughs) and White House explains that Biden smeared suntan lotion on his sandwich and spread mayonnaise on his face a simple mistake that could have happened to anybody even somebody without dementia (laughs) that's why he looks so tan all right 513 holy crap it's sports is next with Kirapita and Flounder look out <laughs> Hold on, stand by. Everything's fine. Five seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming up, I have a couple of sad sports notes and uh, sort of an interesting one. I'll stand by. But first, the important part of it. Holy crap! It's sports with Pete Davis. New Braves pitcher Chris Sale says yeah. his first autograph he got was a Braves player. Guess who? The, the heat that Chris Sale got as he was a, oh, well, he didn't say how old he was at the time. Probably Dale Murphy. Chipper. I'm close. It, Chipper. Chipper Jones? Chipper yeah. Jones. So he got it as an adult then. It wasn't like he was a 10-year-old kid with the old Braves or something. Oh, huh? no. I mean, come on. We're talking Chipper started in the mid-90s. Yeah. Come on. Well, God, that I mean, was. Yeah, Chipper, was he 95? 30 years ago. Yeah. Well, God, he would have yeah, been. Then. He would have been like five years yeah. old. Oh, my God. Oh, my, that, 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 this I is know. so wrong. Hold on a minute. How I is know. that possible? Feel old. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, see you around. <laughs> well, that's it for me. Okay, well, I, 
Well, I hate to do this to you to go from one sad story to the other, but we have to talk about the Falcons. Yes, we do. Yes, uh, they close out their season or regular season if you're delusional mm. in New Orleans on Sunday. <laughs> AtlantaFalcons.com asked seven NFL experts, including those from NFL.com, mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports, and Sporting News, who will win. How many of the seven chose the Falcons? One or zero. <laughs> Dostradamus, that's right, (laughs) just one. Gilbert Manzano of SI is the lone crazy man that thinks that they're going to win in New Orleans. Well, didn't the Saints just have a great victory, or aren't they really showing some improvement with something with a new quarterback or a young kid or something or other, I think? Derek Carr showed out down in Tampa Bay, and they beat the the Bucs. Derek Carr, yeah. No one thought they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, happy birthday to former Falcons great running back Warwick Dunn. He was a very nice guy, builds homes for people. Boy, he he won man. awards for that. Not that he cared about the awards, but he was a real local community helper guy. Uh, he and was it his mom? It still is. Wasn't it his mom yes, that mother. he? Yeah, uh, and it was a really he did a lot of wonderful stuff. Warwick Dunn. Did you say it was his birthday? Yes. Uh, how old is he? Did he mention his age? I I have no clue. Well, then why would you mention it's his birthday if you wouldn't tell us how freaking old he is? Uh, I, I, oh, my God. It's like a radio announcer. Our famous birthdays today, Warwick Dunn, uh, Bill O'Reilly, uh, <laughs> Pete Davis, and he doesn't tell how old. Everybody wants to know how old he is. Well, I'm going to look it up while you're doing the rest of your sports. Uh, you look it up while I'll do uh, the rest of I'm going to look it up right <clears> now. Quarterback Taylor Heineke is listed as questionable with his ankle injury, and Bijan Robinson needs just 88 yards to beat the Falcons' rookie rushing record. Really? What is the number of yards for the rookie rushing record, I wonder? I don't know. Oh, oh my God, i got to look that up, too. I've, what was it? Award done, first of all. <laughs> Your homework assignment. I, Should I, you choose to accept it? Award <laughs> done Phelps. age. Award done age. Hold everything. 49. Find it. Man is 49. 49. And what was the other question? The one Falcons' I'm look. R- rookie rushing record. Rookie rushing. Okay, you go ahead. Keep going, and I'll get this for you shortly. <laughs> okay. With all the liberal media trying desperately to cancel Aaron Rodgers after he dared to make a joke about the Biden court jester, yeah, Aaron's <laughs> Jets teammates are not buying it. They just voted Aaron Rodgers the most inspirational player for 2023. <laughs> he played all of four plays. Did you find the answer? Yes, I did. Uh, in fact, I have a list here of uh, Falcons rookies, most rushing yards by Falcons rookie. Uh, Jarius Norwood in 2006, 8, uh, 633. Brian Robinson, or Bijan Robinson, uh, this uh, past see, 2023, they call it, 948. Like you mentioned, he's almost to 1,000. William Andrews, rookie season, 1979, 1,023 yards. And the holder of the, I, I don't even know that, the holder of the Falcons' rushy, uh, rookie rushing record is Tyler Algier from 2022 with 1,035 yards. Yeah. I don't even remember him. Yeah, the year before. Tyler I, Algier, he came out of uh, Utah or Utah, no, Brigham I know, or one of those I'm, schools I'm, out there. He had a hell of a rookie Well, you know season. what? That, we were running all year. Well, I know, but we weren't working that year either. We were doing podcast stuff, and I think my whole life was all messed up for that whole time. I, I, I think I ever watched a Falcons game, I'll bet you, that whole year, I'll bet you. Anyway, but, so the, re- the record is 1,035, and uh, Bichon has 948 right, yards right now, so he needs less than 100 to go over to re- beat the record. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Sure. Georgia. Right. Yeah. No problem. Georgia mm-hmm. offensive lineman Tate Radledge announced he's going to return to school for the 2024 season for the Bulldogs. Yeah, good, good, good news good. there. 
Nick Saban says a few mistakes were made during that disastrous oh. last play against Michigan in the Rose Bowl, including a low snap from center Seth McLaughlin. Saban says they were using claps to signal when to snap, and Seth was confused by hearing clapping coming from the Wolverines, which is illegal. But Saban says Michigan was not clapping. They were just slapping their pads, which sounds well, like a euphemism, difference? but, you know. Yeah. Well, you can slap your pads. That's okay. Yeah, all right. But you can't, you can't, uh, yeah. uh, which may explain McLaughlin's bad snaps during the Rose Bowl, but what about the rest of the season? He yeah. sucked all season doing that. Yeah. So. Former Texas A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher is finally speaking out about his firing during the season. Yeah. Jimbo claims he was surprised. Because they had a chance to go eight and four. <laughs> Dude, the Aggies didn't That's pay you over really, $100 million yeah. dollars to eight, go eight and four. Eight and four is not really the number we're looking for there, sir. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should go to Mississippi State. They're happy with eight and four. Uh, there you go. Uh, you might remember retired baseball player Aubrey Huff. He was a World Series hero for the Giants a few years ago. And uh, since then, he's found himself making headlines with some frank comments about society during the last few oh, years. Really? Well, now the 47-year-old is answering questions about sending a flirty Christmas Day message to a 23-year-old so-called Christian influencer. I thought that was Jesus' job, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he slid into her DMs with this message. Hey, beautiful, let's collab over cocktails and bad decisions. He also added a winking emoji. This is after he sent her this message. It's proof that most of today's women even know that their sexuality is all they bring to the table, complete with a desperate need for attention, crippling debt, drama, delusional self-worth, and a complete lack of accountability. <laughs> well, Isabella Maria DeLuca did not like that yeah. and claimed Huff is a married man, but he's been divorced since 2017. So Huff tweeted, so what? I struck out publicly, something I did 907 times on the national stage during my 13-year career. <laughs> then he said, hey, we strike out sometime. All we can do is step back in the box, in a manner of speaking, I guess. <laughs> Theoretically. When another tweeter suggested that DeLuca may not have been Huff's type, he, de he disagreed. Yeah, oh, I'm her type. I'm every woman's type. Oh, he replied. oh man. <laughs> that, that sounds like something Guys. I'd say on the radio. <laughs> yeah, it would, doesn't it? Uh, the Astros' Michael Brantley, a five-time All-Star and World Series champ, is retiring after 15 Major League seasons. He says he's already signed up to coach Little League. The Hawks are in Indiana tonight. For dinner, may I suggest Bluebeard on Virginia Avenue. Trendy New American Kitchen serving sharing plates and craft cocktails in a renovated 1924 warehouse. I've always wanted to share a plate with someone in an old warehouse. Thank you. Drafty. 1920, Red Sox owner Harry Frazee defended Babe Ruth in selling him to the Yankees by calling his former player one of the most selfish and inconsiderate men ever to put on a baseball uniform. Who said that again? Uh, Boston uh, Red Sox owner Harry Frazee after he sold him wow. to the Yankees. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 1927, Judge Landis began a three-day public hearing to investigate an allegation that the Tigers through a four-game series against the White Sox in 1917. Near the end of that season, some Chicago players uh, paid $45 each to reward the Detroit pitchers for winning that last series against the Red Sox, which helped the White Sox win the pennant. No witnesses came forward to confirm any part of the story, so nobody, nothing ever happened to huh. them. 
But there's all kinds of rumors. The 1919 White Sox were not the first ones to, yeah. to blow games. Well, you have there. to assume yeah, that there would, must have been. Well, hell, it was Kennesaw Mountain Landis who kind of put a stop to all the all the obvious sort of shenanigans. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, really, he was a he was a tough, 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 tough customer. No question. He about was. It. 1957, Jackie Robinson retired rather than move from Brooklyn to the New York Giants, thus voiding last December's trade. He said, I'm not playing for the Giants. He also was not going to move to San Francisco. He yeah. wasn't going out there for that. 1993, Reggie Jackson is the one player elected by the writers to the Hall of Fame. Uh, his 262 lifetime batting average is the lowest of any outfielder in the Hall. Reggie Jackson's lifetime average is 262? Oh, it's 263. Yeah, he wasn't big on uh, hitting for average yeah. on that. No, especially uh -huh. in the last 10 years of his career, he was going for homers, basically, in RBIs. And in 1998, Don Sutton elected to the Hall of Fame. He won 324 games. Yeah, and that's, that's amazing for a guy who, in fact, I remember uh, uh, when I used to have uh, golfing buddies who would take me golfing places at Atlanta National, uh, we were warned that if you see, like, uh, eight golf carts you know, racing down the middle of the fairway, get out of the way. It's Sutton and his boys. And, they, and, and you know, <laughs> I swear to God, they would, they would, they, each one had their own cart. And it was like eight, nine guys. And, and they would just they would hit when they're ready. There would, you know, there was no waiting. And, you know, well, you go ahead, Bill. Wait, no, no. You get up the tee and you hit it. They're all, you know, they're just flying down. The they played four, 18 holes in, like, an hour and 40 minutes or something. They were known for just boom, bam, just get out of the hell, out of the way. And they're also known for playing like a thousand dollars a point, where you know bingo, bango, bongo, and you know, three putt uh, problems and stuff like that. And, and, and there were some big money games going on at Atlanta National with Don Sutton and those guys for a long time. And I saw them out there a couple of times. I actually witnessed that as they were racing around. It was pretty cool. Anyway, uh, he died. He died several years ago, didn't he? Uh, yeah, was died, it, had, died way too early, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple of other deaths in the news, Pete, uh, in the sports world. Nineteen. 88 basketball legend Pistol Pete Maravich died of a heart attack during a pickup game in Pasadena, California. Pistol Pete was only 40 years old. And also on this day in 2004, 20 years ago, baseball legend Tug McGraw, better known to some of you as the estranged father of country music star Tim McGraw, Tug McGraw died of brain cancer. 20 years ago at the age of 59. And one more sports Both of those, thing. some of my favorite players. Yeah, well, yeah. Both of those I mean, my wasn't Tug, Wasn't he the one who would, would spin around and get real nasty? Oh, no, it was uh, Hebrowski, no. I was thinking. Al Hebrowski. Hebrowski, yeah, I was thinking. Matt Hungarian. Yeah. Uh, and one more sports thing. On this day in 1934, both the National and American Leagues decided for the first time in 33 years to use the same size baseball, <coughs> which seems to make perfect sense to me. Uh, 529. Uh, Founder, we have some breaking news, uh, I think. Uh, as a uh, yes, so uh, the Judicial Watch files $30 million wrongful death lawsuit against government on behalf of Ashley Babbitt's husband and estate. Outstanding. It's about time somebody did it the other way. Uh, uh, outstanding. The lawsuit includes claims against the U.S. government for wrongful death, assault and battery, and various negligence issues. And they've got to sue that cop. I mean, it's clear the, the, the Washington he, Police uh, Department. Apparently, he, uh, another uh, scenario has happened where he fired his weapon when it wasn't needed to, and I think he's been taken off duty. I'm not sure if he's been fired or anything like that, but I believe he's been taken off active duty. The same cop who years before left his loaded police pistol in a men's room somewhere, and someone had to find it. Say, Anybody belong to this pistol over here? That's the cop who murdered Ashley Bachelor. If, if she had been a Democrat protester, they would call this a murder case without question, and would have you would have Ashley Babbitt statues all over America. 
if she had been a liberal. What a scot. Thank God they're suing. 30 million? Hell, that's not even near enough. 5.30, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, here we go. Let it rip Friday. All right. Now we're talking. This is supposed to be the Supremes, but it's not. <laughs> Doesn't so sound like the Supremes. <laughs> it's all right. We just have this played in the background. I don't care. I got a birthday and a history thing. We'll save the Supremes for next break. 533, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. How's it going? Uh, 404-741-1230 if you'd like to join us. 404-741-1230. Now, who's, who, who is this we're listening to, by the way? Do you know offhand? Uh, I will know in a minute. I got to uh, turn it. this button it off. It just so popped up. Okay. <laughs> no problem. Again, uh, it's a very confusing studio. I'm sorry? This is apparently called the Subdudes, one word. The Subdudes. Okay, so it's He's fairly subdued. Okay. But anyways, here's what I was supposed to get. All right. Well, we can do that. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun. Think it over. What a, what a huge group. Man, I used to love the Supremes. Big hit, 1965. The Supremes spent three sessions. At Hitsville, USA, Studio A, recording Stop in the Name of Love, written by Motown's main production team. They used to pump these out for their artists on their teams. Holden, Dozier, Holland, or Holland, Dozier, Holland, I think it is. The song topped the singles chart when it was released the next month in 1965. The uh, Supremes. What a talent. And uh, what's her name? Uh, whose name will not come out of Martha and Vandella. So, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Helen uh, Reddy. Uh, the, uh, God, she played uh, the uh, star of the uh, Broadway show. Aretha Franklin. Aretha, no, no. The Supremes girl. Um, oh, God, it's not coming out. Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll. No, just, no, Diane something. No, Diane. Uh, 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 oh, God, I can't. I hate this. Diane Keaton? I love No, no, this. no. Oh, God. Oh, Diane I, Keaton. No, I'm just I'm thinking <laughs> the name of Diane. It's so. her birthday today. Uh, oh, God. Mar- oh, God. I can't. Say it. It won't come out. It'll, it'll come out and eventually. It's spinning around in there. Oh, I hate this. I mean, now everything about her, I'm watching, looking at her face. I know her songs. I'm singing along. I know. It's a, oh, God. Oh, and the Supremes. And the Supremes. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. I, I know. I'm so Ross. sorry. Diana Ross. Diana Ross. God, Diana Kruger. Jesus, I said Keaton. Oh, Lordy. Diana I Ross know. and the Supremes. I'm so sorry. This is pathetic. <laughs> it just doesn't, it won't come out. It just, it's sitting in there and it just won't spin away. Uh, birthdays include Pamela Sue Martin, 71 years old today. Pamela Sue Martin was from the old school Nancy Drew Mysteries on TV. A cute little tinky little uh, brunette girl, kind of perky, cute. Uh, pretty, a pretty, very pretty girl. Uh, she was also Blake's daughter, Fallon Carrington, on the original Dynasty. And she's Pamela Sue Martin, 71 years old today. Holy cow. Uh, let's see on the history list. <clears throat> Excuse me. 1998, Sonny Bono was on a ski vacation at the Heavenly Mountain Resort in South Lake Tahoe, and he met the Heavenly Mountain Resort in more ways than one. Yes, he slammed into a tree and died. Sonny Bono, a skiing accident, his uh, uh, widow, or his ex-wife, Cher, gave the eulogy to his widow Mary at her request. 
which is nice. And, and yeah. I'll tell you, I, I, I almost, uh, that was in uh, South Lake Tahoe. I almost killed myself skiing in Aspen, or in, uh, yeah, in Aspen, where I tried to be the last run down, and I tried to, to uh, downhill it like, like the Olympic guys do. And I'm not a good skier. I'm a medium. I'm, I'm an intermediate skier at best. Uh, I, I just like to run, to go down the hill in long, swooping stuff. Anyway, so I tried to go as fast as I could, and I got so out of control. I hit a mogul. It was so out of control that I went slamming into a snowbank, and my, I hit it so hard I never found my ski poles. They went into the bank so far I never found my ski poles. My skis unsnapped, and I, I knocked myself out. for. I mean, I could have died. I could have killed myself. Uh, it could happen. So anyway, I, I can see where that was possible. Okay, uh, 537. Why couldn't it have been the camera? Oh, sorry. Uh, 4047-411-1230. <laughs> a couple of quick updates. The uh, Jeffrey uh, Epstein business, a document's another release today showing that their driver used to go scouring for nightclubs and so forth and uh, hangouts for young girls. And when he would deliver them to the Jeffrey Epstein mansion, he would be given $200 a piece, like a bounty. Uh, also, some of the famous names uh, include, this is going to be, get a little iffy, the Pritzker family from Illinois. Chicago's ultra-rich, powerful Pritzker family, including Illinois governor, that big, fat, low J.B. Pritzker, who is a longtime Democrat socialist activist, and he's the guy who makes sure that, that uh, poor people and black people should never have to pay bail when they get arrested. Let him out. His billionaire transgender cousin Jennifer Pritzker is very well known. She's funneled millions into universities, medical schools, gender clinics, and nonprofits in support of gender affirming medical care. Having children lose their genitalia. That's the cousin Pritzker, along with the governor. And then there's cousin Thomas Pritzker in newly unsealed documents relating to the late pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Virginia Joffrey claims she was trafficked overseas to have sex with Thomas Pritzker from the Pritzker family, who's now 73 years old. Pritzker happens to be the chairman of Hyatt Hotels and the CEO of the Pritzker organization. Pritzker is the country's ninth richest family. They created the Hyatt Hotel chain. And Joffrey says she was sent overseas to have sex with the owner of that large hotel chain. Uh, his name appears in the footnotes of her deposition. She told the defense attorney for the Epstein co-conspirator, Ghislaine Maxwell, that she believes she had been with Tom once, at least once with a sexual encounter. And uh, whether this will affect the family, well, as for Thomas Pritzker, uh, the guy, uh, people are saying he's the oldest and favorite son of the original founder who has three sons. She doesn't think it'll be uh, him being named in Epstein's headlines will bring him down. Tom and Penny, he's married. Uh, Tom and Penny would live a very cocooned life. I don't think it matters to them what other people think. They come from a family where excellence was expected. I don't uh, think these situations will impact them in the long term whatsoever. The Pritzker family, yeah, nothing will happen. Yeah, the head of the uh, Hyatt Hotel chain having sex uh, overseas with underage girls who were flown in for the purposes of uh, intercourse with an underage girl in a foreign country from America to a foreign country. Golly, uh, I'll bet there's something wrong with that. <clears throat> you know, some of these people Jesus. think they're untouchable. Nobody is untouchable. <sighs> I, I, I mean, I hope, uh, again, th we, we need the evidence. This is her testimony, but that's never going to hold up in court if someone wants to charge him. Plus, I don't know whether statute of limitations even applies to federally involved crimes you know, over uh, uh, federal jurisdictions. I don't know, if at all. 
and, and again, oh, and by the way, now the Lippers are, are doing, having some fun with this too. Uh, billionaire Jeffrey Epstein Associates funneled associate funneled large donations to Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> and other Democrats, several Democrats too. So now they're, now they're saying, well, somebody who knew Jeffrey Epstein was uh, paying money to uh, this guy Dubin. Yeah, I know. I mean, but again, they have to have the headline. Jeffrey Epstein associate funneled large donations to Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> it means nothing. I mean, I mean, he knew millions of people. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. But it's a headline. It's so the liberal press uh, we, could try to hurt the Democrats, uh, help the Democrats' chances against any Republican. People, you don't hate the media en enough. You do not hate the media enough. I, I, again, you, we catch them every day. They're doing stuff like this every, every stinking day. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, 541 with the camera feet and flounder. And we don't, I, I want to know where the evidence is. The FBI knew about it, and they've been given some of it, whether it was the same stuff or not, from uh, 2019. But uh, I don't know. In fact, they shot. They had the. Well, hell, you want to play that soundbite again of that of the Amy Robach? Should we do that again? Yeah. Amy yeah. Robach yeah. was the. I got it right here somewhere. Amy Robach was the uh, ABC reporter uh, who uh, years before all this was breaking had the goods on the Clinton ties to Jeffrey Epstein, and now and ABC News blocked her from reporting the story back in 2019. Ironically, not so ironically, they're trying to make up for it. ABC News was the first news report uh, source over this past weekend to say that Bill Clinton will be named and expected to be identified in the document. So they kind of tried to be first this time, even though they blocked it last time. Here's Amy Romo. She was caught on it. She didn't know she was on mic. There was a, it was a microphone turned on. She was talking to someone else, and she kind of spilled the beans about what they had on Clinton and how she was not able to use it. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. We were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. So she told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I tried for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm just so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up, Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago saying there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. So do I think he was killed? A hundred percent. Yes, I do. <laughs> ABC News downplayed the significance of the video despite widespread, uh, widespread criticism of it. And uh, she had the goods on the Clinton family and a whole bunch of other things for many years. He wouldn't let her have anything to do with it. And then uh, you may know the name Amy Robach. I never saw their show, but she was the co-anchor with ABC News with the, uh, um, who is her boyfriend, the black guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, the two of them, well, it's, not, it's not, anyway, she was a co-anchor. She was a co-anchor woman with a black guy, and their spouses were all, they were family friends. They used to go on vacation together. They hung around together, went out to the cell and knew each other. Well, it turns out that Amy Robach and her black co-host were having an affair.
And when it became public, somebody outed them, and it became public, uh, they tried to say, well, no big deal, and then it was too much, and ABC had to fire them. And so I think they're now doing a podcast or something. Anyway, so I think they're still together, and the irony of it all is that their spouses have now hooked up. Or at least did for a while when when this was all coming through. The uh, her husband and his wife started seeing each other, which is freaking hysterical, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Five forty-five here with the Kim Repeat and Flounder. Uh, Flounder's funny coming up, and we'll also have. Um, oh, oh, how about naming your daughter after a skank? <laughs> and I don't know why I love that word all of a sudden. I'm trying to use that word as often as I can. I love the word skank. <laughs> and there's a guy who's having a fight with his wife over naming their new baby that's about to appear on the scene and whether she'll be named after a skank. Standing by in the happiest states. Where to live if you want to be happy. Coming up with the Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Quarter six right here. <laughs> Not ready there. <laughs> this sounds like a theme from a uh, like the Jeffersons TV show or something. What is this here? Right? This is Government Mule. Government Mule. Again, you guys know about Government Mule. I have no idea about Government Mule. I, I, uh, I mean, who's the famous? Warren famous? Haynes, who used to be in the uh, Allman Brothers. Right, right. And, and was that formed after? It was for, uh, after Allman Brothers. Yeah. Him and uh, Alan Woody. Okay, and I can't see, I don't know those names, but I, I know that there was a link to them, but I don't know those guys. And are, are, they're all, are, still, are they still going around? Yep. Aren't they mm-hmm. uh, performing? Aren't they? Don't, weren't they just uh, somewhere? Not- Alan Woody passed away a while back, but we're, I mean, Government Mule is still kicking huh. and they go on tour. They usually, when they come to town, they'll play you like the Tabernacle yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. It's uh, 549, Kim Repeat and Flounder. Coming up, we have some tweetsies and we have some uh, funnies and uh, we're all getting to it. Our birthday list includes uh, former Atlanta guy Charlie Rose is 82 today. Wasn't he on uh, local CBS? Wasn't he a local uh, anchor guy here and then became on CBS guy Charlie Rose, 82. Okay, good for him. Yeah, he liked to touch women, too. Uh, he did get in trouble. Didn't he get fired from PBS or someplace or whatever last yeah. place he was? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A couple of um, historical notes. On this day in 1959, Carol Records released the last Buddy Holly record before he died, It Doesn't Matter Anymore. That was a good song, written by Paul Anka. Paul Anka was a, I want to say, not vociferous, voracious. A lot. What's the word starts with a V that means you do a lot? <laughs> Uh, there's a word that starts with V that means you do a whole bunch Virulent. of it. Ver- no, that's... Violent. Powerful. No, that's... <laughs> Vor- voracious. I was thinking like voracious. Yeah. There you go. Uh, anyway, that's uh, Paul Anka. Uh, on this day in 1914, Henry Ford announced he's implementing the minimum wage of $5 a day for an eight-hour day and profit sharing. Before that, the minimum wage didn't come along until 1938. That was in 14. Uh, Henry did it. The Fair Labor Act set the uh, minimum wage for America in 1938 at 25 cents an hour. Now, it says here today the minimum wage is $7.25. I don't huh? know if that's, that seems kind of low. Isn't that kind of low? Now, I don't know when this was written. It's in today's uh, feed, so. Uh, maybe that's, the, of course, nobody ever gets minimum wage. You always get more than that, I assume. Although my first minimum wage job, my first radio job, well, I was in college in 1965. It was $1.15, I think it was. $1.10 or $1.15 an hour. <laughs> but it'd be on the radio. 
<laughs> you can't actually make a living uh, you're doing a three-hour radio shift or a four-hour radio shift at a, a dollar fifteen an hour. Of course, a house costs twenty bucks. So, uh, and let's see a quick thing here. In 1956, the comic strip Peanuts. Snoopy walked on two legs for the first time in 1956. And, oh, you got your Snoopy shirt. You're uh, you're a Christmas-lighted Snoopy T-shirt on, uh, Pete Davis. Right there, just standing up yes, for the crowd. Of course, the crowd can't see you, so I have to pass Synchronicity. Uh, and one more thing, uh, 1781, speaking of Donald, uh, of, 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 of uh, President Joe uh, showers with daughter, President Crime Family. Uh, 1781, British Naval Expedition Forces burned the city of Richmond, Virginia. The forces for the British people were led by Benedict Arnold. Yeah, tried to give away West Point. Okay, five five fifty one. Uh, should we? Do, oh, there we go. Now we're talking. It's a, it's a Pete. We got tweets. We got Pete. We got Flounder in there, and we got all your stuff right up till six o'clock, including the tweets with Pete, which we call Pete's tweets. The great Russian writer Leo Tolstoy once broke down the art of writing fiction. He said, mm. "All great literature is one of three stories: either a man goes on a journey, a stranger comes to town." Or Godzilla fights another monster. <laughs> that's what he said. Actually, he said that. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. The Babylon Bee tweets that Disney has been awarded a defense contract after producing more bombs than Lockheed Martin. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, what is the most played song the Rolling Stones have done in concert since 1969? Uh, get No Satisfaction. No. I can't believe it. Uh, well, then it's got to be uh, the, the Don't Fade Away, maybe? Under My Thumb? Under nope. My Thumb? Paint It nope. Black? Nope. They played this song They played this song 1,185 times. No, it's not Paint It Black. More than any other they've played? They've actually counted this somehow? Is that what they're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. What, what, well, we can't keep yeah. guessing. What is it? Jumping Jack Flash. Really? I wouldn't. I'll be darned. Oh, yeah. They they always do that. So, plus, number two is Honky Tonk Women and then Tumbling Dice, which a lot of people don't know about. Those are the only three songs they played over a thousand times. Satisfaction is fifth at 985, actually 885 times. Hmm. And strangely, in 2022, they played their old song Out of Time 14 times. <laughs> the only 14 times they played that song in the last 54 <sighs> years. Oh, man. And they did it all in one year. The least played song since 1969, I Want to Be Your Man, which ironically was their first hit ever. It was given to them by uh, Stevie Wonder. The Beatles ah, gave course. them that song, well. and they've, they've only played it four times since 1969. Really? Oh, and what song is that? What's it called? That's it. What was the name? I Want to Be Your Man. I'll be damned. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, 554, uh, somebody did a survey in Britain. And it turns out that about 10% of the British men, uh, actually 10% of the British citizens, men and women together, only wash their towels maybe twice a year. When you talk to just men, 20% of the men there don't even wash their towels maybe once a year. Maybe not even wash their towels once a year. <laughs> now, I look, because Pete Davis oh gave me a, a bundle of like 12 towels one time for Christmas or something. And so now I, I use two at a time. I, I have two on my hooks every day. So I have one for the top part of me, my head, and one for the rest of it. Uh, and then, uh, and, but although I don't really wash them up, I'll bet you I don't wash my towels more than once every couple of weeks, I'll bet you. 
because all your oh, washing off is, is, is clean. Wash it's clean. Well, well, but you're a goof. You don't clean yourself in the shower. He says, "Well, you you can't wash. You know, you you can't go. You can't use a towel on your body." Well, yes, you can. You should be coming out of there with nothing but what with clean water on you. Wait. Wait a minute, you floss your butt cheeks with that towel and then you put it on your face the next time you get out of the shower? <laughs> oh, it's clean. Yeah, no, I yeah. washed my butt. Yeah, if you can't. Well, actually, they, they go by the smell test. If it gets so bad that you can really smell, oh, we'll get time oh. to wash the towel. But oh. you shouldn't get to that point. Uh, I, I, well, I, maybe it's once a uh, probably once every 10 days, I'll bet you. Every two or three washes, I'll bet oh, you. Every not, not uh, and uh, 5.55. And a dad is lamenting the fact that he's a second-generation Greek immigrant, and he and his wife have agreed that they will have their new baby girl going to be born, but they've agreed to have her be given a mythological name. His wife is set on the name Clytemnestra. That was close. Clytemnestra. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, which means uh, the mythological name. I want to name her Clytemistra, and I'm dead set against it. Nobody in my old country knows that name. I've asked anybody. They don't know what it means. Uh, the uh, uh, titular maiden Clytemnestra is the adulterous wife of the general, and she murdered him in a uh, revenge plot. He says she, the woman, the husband says she's thought of as a skank who murdered her husband when he finally came home and was about to discover the affair she'd been having while he was away. He says, we can't name my daughter after a skank murderer. <laughs> so they're both digging in their feet. And the other experts, you say you should also never name your child something like Adonis. Because it put too much pressure on him. I don't know. Uh, it sounds a little, a little weird to me. Halle Berry's got a picture of her. She was over in uh, Saudi Arabia someplace at a festival, and the picture's now made social media go nuts because she's barefoot, and she's leaning up against a rock or something in the desert, and her bare feet are about a foot away from a whole pile of crap. <laughs> feces. And people are saying, what kind of blank is that by your feet? My God, am I the only one who can see the poop? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of bizarre. Oh, oh, okay. When we were kids and my grandparents had a dairy farm, we ran across that Oh, that I know. Cow yard we all did. A hundred thousand yeah. times Us barefoot. Too. Yeah, me too. We we lived near a farm in suburban. You know, growing up as a kid, all you know, new neighborhoods, and there were farms everywhere. We used to absolutely. You no, know, throw Swish cow patties. Your toes. Yeah, well, you go anyway. Yeah. They can always take a bath. Five fifty-seven. And the happiest state in America. A new survey by uh, a, a combination of various things. The happiest place in America. Uh, people suffering fewer examples of anxiety or depression is how they kind of base it. The number one state to, for having happy people in America, South Dakota. Number two, South, Car jobs. South Carolina, Delaware, and Wisconsin are the top four. On the bottom is West Virginia. About half the people in West Virginia are screwed up. Uh, Louisiana is damn near the same, and the same as Oklahoma and Alaska don't have a lot of happy people. I'm not sure why, but that's what the, the Mountaineer state, West Virginia, is the least happy uh, state in America, apparently. Anyway, uh... And don't name your daughter after a skank. Man. Don't, don't let her do it. Uh, anyway, uh, 558. Also uh, coming up, Flounder, how about one more uh, little uh, Friday's Follies uh, with Flounder's Funnies before we adios ourselves out of here? You just get so turned off by people's preachiness. They oversell their weird thing that they're into. And nobody, nobody is more guilty of this than the essential oils people. <laughs> you guys familiar with essential oils? Yeah, a couple of you are twitching for your vials right now. Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare, mustache. I will baptize you in peppermint. Don't say Word. <laughs> Listen, if you're in 
it's fun to believe in magic. I get it. <laughs> but it can't be everything. It can't fix everything. If you're not familiar, I'll fill you in. It's this small cult <laughs> that thinks whatever your life problem is can be fixed by their magic gypsy oil. That's all. You just hear it in the pitch, and you're like, okay, so I just put this on my neck, and so I'm clear. Okay, that'll be good for my skin and my dog's anxiety? Okay. <laughs> oh, it's not supported anywhere in the medical community? Perfect. Oh, and it's a pyramid scheme. Keeps getting better. <laughs> This is a very funny guy. What's his name? Is that Nickerson? Is that, that the guy? Is, uh, Dustin Nickerson. Dustin Nickerson. We're going to play him a lot. Uh, he's a very funny guy. Anyway, uh, Flounder Pete, have a great weekend, you guys. Troll of the Kimmer. Hoorah, Simplify. I got to go. You're killing me. And Monday, we do it all over again. Be careful out there. God bless America. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing, or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.